The following is a sports presentation of Iowa Catholic Radio. All the exciting action of Dowling Catholic High School football is brought to you by Ashworth Vision Clinic, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Fidelity Bank, St. Gregory Recovery Center, Kemen Industries, Mercy Hospital, Paper Systems, R&R Realty Group, Skeffingtons, Tumia and Sons, and Two Rivers Glass and Door. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 and 94.5 FM. Streaming at iowacatholicradio.com and on your smartphone everywhere with the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Now, here they are bringing you every play of every game every Friday night. Sideline reporter John Chido, color commentary with Matt Maindering, and the voice of Dowling Catholic Football, Mark Amadeo. Tell by maybe seating at least in 5A, but uh, they'll be reseated, and we'll know tomorrow morning officially at 10 o'clock uh, how that works out. And uh, you know who a, a guy who didn't who missed the first game between Dowling and Ankeny, which was week three, mm-hmm. is a guy on our sidelines, John Chow. John, welcome. Uh, welcome to Dowling Ankeny tonight in the playoffs. Oh, thank you, Mark, and I'm glad you brought that up that I was under the weather. It's the first game, and that was uh, a game I watched on CISN and was able to, to listen to you and Matt. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, yeah. we, we, uh, I started look. I watched that like the second half replay, and I, I said we never went down to Johnny. Then I had a backup to halftime, and I found out why he wasn't there. He wasn't so there. it was you and I flying solo. But uh, Johnny, you're here in person. You're on the sideline. You'll be there tonight. And I'll tell you what, uh, we got um, much different conditions as we've already spoken about. Temperature was, I think, in the mid 50s when I came over here. It'll drop during the game, but nothing like last week. No, not at all. And and there's really hardly any wind. Uh, so that won't be much of a factor at all in the temperatures. It's, it feels like it's 30 degrees warmer than it did last week, and this is true fall football weather right now. So we were fortunate enough to, to, to get this type of weather. And, of course, other games going on tonight. Uh, Cedar Falls is at Southeast Polk. That's the number eight seed versus number one seed in Pot A. Uh, West Des Moines Valley, the number 14 seed, taking on Waukee at Waukee tonight. Valley, the 14th seed. Waukee, the sixth seed. And the other pod, Pod D, Ankeny Centennial, a 13 seed at number five seed, Bettendorf. So uh, Southeast Polk, Dowling, Waukee, and Bettendorf are the hosts tonight. The winners advance to next Friday, either in the afternoon at 4 o'clock or at night at 7 o'clock. So they'll, they'll determine that, and we'll have that tomorrow. But, uh, Matt, it's nothing like playoff football. And knowing who your opponent may or may not yeah. be, but you know what? In order to have an opponent next week, you got to take care of tonight. you got to take care of business tonight. And, you know, both teams have – improved since that time because you know what was it first you know the first part of september when they met the last time and you know a lot of maturity happens throughout the season and ankeny was coming off of a you know a recent big upset for them to upset centennial late in the game and uh so you know they had a little you know you come down moment but i think this is going to be an exciting football game and as you look at this, this uh, you know, the, in the last game, I think the thing that stands out in my mind was Dante Cataldo having a really good football game, and and uh, really he really started to own the offense and started to mature and and looked like the leader that he is during this football game the last earlier this year. And getting everything in sync, and uh, yeah, and, and Johnny, you know this as well, especially on the offense side, getting everybody in sync. You got. Pass patterns, running back, blocking schemes for running, and 
and for pass protection and just trying to get the timing. And I think that's never a, a dull art because it goes all the way to the final game of the year, whatever that is. And that was certainly the case that Matt mentioned uh, in week three when uh, Dowling beat Ankeny 35-14. Yeah, it sure was. And remember that yeah, week three, like you mentioned, Mark, and, and keep in mind they played, uh, 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 was it Cedar Rapids Kennedy the first week and then Valley the second week and then coming right into Ankeny. Uh, you have to grow up real quick. And uh, that's that. Matt's exactly right. That's when the Dowling offense started getting their 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 feet under them and and starting to develop that that tempo uh, rhythm in the offense. Uh, and it keeps getting better and better every week. And same with Ankeny too. They're a much different team that 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 we we, we would see in in week three. Yeah, Ankeny uh, at at the time that Dowling played them in week three, the Hawks had, are just coming off a loss to Southeast Polk uh, at Ankeny Stadium, fifty-eight twenty-one. Dowling beats them 35-14. So here's Ankeny, and they get the win over Centennial, which was an upset, a one-point win. They're one and two, and then they run off uh, four straight wins before losing a one-point game uh, at Valley and then defeating Cedar Rapids, Washington, and then Johnson last week in the first round. So uh, w- what a year it's been for the Ankeny Hawks who come in at 7-3. and three. And, uh, Johnny, just to, just to you know overcome number one and number two, Southeast Polk and Dowling weeks – back-to-back, they came back and put on a pretty good streak and and I think lost in the last uh, minute to the Valley Tigers. Otherwise, they'd have quite a run. Yeah, and and that top half of the schedule for for everybody is brutal. I mean, it's it's a gauntlet trying to get through that. And then on top of that, they had to play a a Valley team that got hot late and is playing tonight in the quarterfinals. So uh, they've had a tough schedule just as Dowling has, and and they battled injuries, and, and they've grown offensively and defensively throughout the year. So I I expect it's a great ball game tonight. You're listening to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Dowling and Ankeny, quarterfinals of the Class 5A district playoffs here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. Beautiful night, temperature in the mid-50s as the sun is uh, going down and the wind is uh, dormant. That's what we like, dormant. And uh, the Hawks are out uh, warming up in front of us. So is Dowling and uh, crowd arriving. And this is the place where uh, Grandview University plays along with uh, the East High Scarlet. So our hat's off to uh, all those folks uh, behind the scenes for uh, appreciate their help. J.R. Randall, the Des Moines East Athletic Director, Troy Plummer and Joe Woodley over Grandview University. Appreciate all their assistance as we're back here for Dowling's home away from home. Well, gentlemen, let's take a look at the matchups. And, uh, Johnny, I'll start with you. The Dowling offense, who you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, relatively healthy. We, we try not to divulge too much of the injury thing because people kind of listen to that, I, I guess. But uh, <laughs> yet, 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 we don't want to give too much of a scouting report. But uh, uh, Dowling's offense against this Ankeny defense. If you remember, John, I know you weren't at the game last time, but Ankeny kind of had that uh, interesting defense. And, uh, you know, you can call it a 3-3-5. You can call it a 3-5-3 type set. But uh, they kind of flew the ball. They sometimes all of them be standing up and they get up to the line of scrimmage as the offense was getting set. Very unusual, but they've settled that down. Your thoughts on the matchup tonight with the Dowling offense against Ankeny's defense? Well, th- this isn't going to be the first time uh, they've seen a three-man front. We-, we saw it with other teams as well. This is the second time they're playing Ankeny. But they run that three-man front, and you want to call it a 3-5-3 three, three, uh, look. They-, they disguise their coverages real well. They're more of a balanced uh, team. They send blitzes off the edge, or you might see a blitz uh, in the middle. And it all starts with number six, Connor uh, Kaiser. Uh, He's a 6'3", 205-pound middle linebacker. He's the anchor of their defense, and they're going to identify where he's at, I would imagine. But this, this, this will sound cliche, but it all starts with the line of scrimmage. Whoever can dominate the line of scrimmage 
and control that and get their running game going, and that's Dowling's big strength, uh, you know, with Rashad and Dante, and allow Dante uh, to open up the passing game for him as well. That The line of scrimmage is really going to determine on, 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 on the Dowling offense. All right. And John, I just got one thing to add. Uh, Dante's grandfather, Bob Catoddle, said there was no leftovers from last night's uh, pasta dinner that yeah, did he you said he in- rolled every meatball, and I didn't get in. Did no. you get an invite? I remember him telling us but, <laughs> that he was going to let us know, but we never got that phone call, did we? Invite? Yeah. Not Didn't happen. No. Although Coach Pollock and Coach Wilson came down to the coach's office when we were doing our interview, and uh, they said it tasted very good, and they, they raved and raved about it. And then I, I told him, I said, wait for today. We could have some food poison cases, possibly. That did not happen, so everything went well. But we didn't get an invite. Well, the one thing you have to ask, did he use Graziano's meatballs or did he use his own? I think he froze them. Okay. Yeah, really, did. he used frozen meatballs. They, weren't, right. they didn't hand roll them. All right. I've got one thing to add about the offensive. In the, in the game the first time, you know, Rashad Davis ran 36 times, which was a bunch. And I remember yeah. Tom saying it, Coach Wilson saying after the game, it was That's more right. than he wanted yeah. to use him. But he ran for 242 yards and three touchdowns. And so, you know, it was it was one of those games where they just they could just keep handing it off. And, and why do more than what you have to do? And if you can grind it out, grind it out. So that'll be the challenge there. That's true. Well, let's talk about uh, Ankeny's offense. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, as Johnny mentioned, led by their quarterback, uh, Luke Anderson. He's a junior. And this is an Ankeny team. I think it's going to be the top three next year because they have a lot of kids coming back. Both their tailbacks uh, are, will be uh, returning next year. But they've uh, kind of flip-flopped them, if you will, because uh, the one tailback, Caden uh, uh, Hankus, number five, is now the starter. And uh, Daniel Laramie, number 21, is the backup, and he was the other way around the first time those two teams played. But, uh, Matt, the quarterback doesn't run very much. They're a rushing-type offense, but Mm -hmm. they got the big guy they like to hit, and that is that tight end uh, who's – He's also going both ways. Devin Akers, number 11. Uh, he's mm-hmm. 6'6", 210, tremendous basketball player. Working through an injury Forge, last building year. building men, marriages. Working through injury. Last year he had the collarbone injury. This year uh, he's got a shoulder injury. He's playing through it. But he, they're also playing him on defense, I noticed, against Johnson last week. Mm-hmm. So that's the matchup offensively against Dowling's defense, which has uh, been yeah. playing pretty well yeah, they in have the playoffs. Been. You know, he, he – um, Acres, as you were talking about, 39 catches, 804 yards, almost half of the passing yards go through him. So Anderson's thrown, I mean, would be Anderson has thrown for 1,700 yards, uh, 16 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So he is a little susceptible to throwing the ball and, and getting that pick. You know, in the last game, the last time we played them, because you mentioned, you know, Hankus and Laramie both, they're, they're both about equal in yards for the season, but the last time we played them, it was 21-0 at half, and for the game, Hankus and Laramie both had 74 and 65 yards. They didn't have much. Luke Anderson, as you said, is a not a running quarterback. He's run it 26 times this year for a total of 31 yards. So it's not that threat. So the linebackers can rest a little bit easier, and I imagine, you know, Dowling will try to get a little more double coverage. They're going to identify, you know, whenever you have a tight end coming off the line of scrimmage, you want to get a body on him early and knock him off and, and slow him down so that the secondary can read where he's going to. And I imagine those linebackers, you know, we always talked about it in our defense, you know, you got to get a chip on that t- tight end when he comes by and make sure you knock him off. Now, that's a big target to knock off. But um, I imagine we'll see that, which allows, you know, when you're not so much worried about the run, it allows them to blitz a little bit more. But it's, it's going to be stop the run game first. And so that linebacking core 
And, you know, I think we're without Ryan Bobo tonight. Correct. So they're one short in that rotation on that defensive front. But this is why rotating that defensive front all year becomes so valuable because they still have seven guys that can rotate through there. And Ryan Bobo is a great loss. That's a big loss for us. But um, there's a lot of guys there that can step it up. And it'll be, you know, can can Kruger and and um, and and um, James, Kenny James, handle the one-on-ones and those those one-on-one long situations because it's going to happen at some point. And can they manage those? And if they can, you know, Dowling's going to look to be pretty successful. Yeah, Kruger was uh, matched up with. Uh the young man Acres last uh, last time these two teams played, mm-hmm. and basically shut him down. And then uh, Acres got two late touchdowns against right. uh, some reserves. But hey, yeah, they scored two touchdowns late in the game. Late it was game. thirty-five. Was it thirty-five to fourteen? Twenty-one yep. zero at the end of the first half. So Dowling did a good job of shutting him down. And so, but there's always going to be new wrinkles. And so it's it's about those things. So I, I look for a pretty entertaining football game tonight. Last week, Dowling defeated Sioux City East 45 to nothing. Last week, it was uh, 21 to nine. Ankeny defeated Johnston, and that eventual loss a year ago, where uh, Johnston eliminated Ankeny uh, in the playoffs. So they got they turned the tables. Dowling's record is nine and one, and Ankeny's record is seven and three. We're going to take a break here on the pregame show. Mark Hamadale, Matt Mandring, and John Chido. We are live from Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. Dowling and Ankeny. And coming up, head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. I had a conversation with him. We'll talk about tonight's game and recap last week's win in the first round over Sioux City East. You're listening to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. We all want to live our best life. That's why Mercy One offers compassionate, personalized care when and where you need it. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Catholic United Financial, a member-owned, not-for-profit financial services company that connects, protects, and generously impacts the families, parishes, and schools in Iowa communities. For over 145 years, Catholic United has helped build stable and secure financial futures for Midwest families. Learn more about how Catholic United Financial can help you and your local parish. Contact Tara Weiss or Peter Orm at 1-800-568-6670 or visit catholicunitedfinancial.org. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, tonight's playoff game, it's Dowling hosting the uh, Ankeny Hawks as the two teams playing for the second time this year. Mark Hamadale now joined by head coach Tom Wilson. And coach, welcome to the broadcast. Congratulations on the win in the first round. And best of luck tonight in the quarterfinals against Ankeny. All right. Thank you, Mark. Well, coach, last week, a very discerning win, uh, 45-0 over Sioux City East, a game in which you uh, – had the running clock, two and a half minutes in the second quarter. Your kids came out, and uh, I'm glad we had Schumacher on it. it, it interviewed him at the end because he was putting the ball where it needed to be. Great field position. Uh, just by the kickoff team, a lot of things went right. Uh, you had, uh, talk about a balanced attack. You had three offensive touchdowns on the, on the ground and three in the air, and the yardage showed it. Uh, pretty balanced effort last week, including special teams. Yeah, we we really got off to a good start. Honestly, with uh, we pinned them back uh, to start the game, and and then they turned the ball over. Our defense got us an early turnover, and 
we were able to to put it put it in the end zone, and it just seemed like things started to to snowball from there. I thought defensively we were very good the whole, the whole night. Part of the issue for East was their quarterback gets hurt, and and uh, then they quit uh, trying to throw the ball downfield, and uh, running it uh, for them was going to be uh, difficult. And and uh, as you mentioned, kids did what they needed to do. I I was. Uh, Proud of how the approach of which they took at the ball game and and uh, got through the first round, which brings us to the uh, quarterfinal. Yeah, no question, Coach. Uh, 270 yards total offense, very balanced. 133 yards in the ground for Dowling last week. 137 yards in the air. Uh, Rashad Davis three rushing touchdowns. Again, we talked about this a little bit. He credit his offensive line and what an effort by him. But uh, your quarterbacks threw three touchdowns. Dante with two, and uh, the youngster Parker DePhillips getting some playing time through one. Your defense came uh, came up with two fumble recoveries, and you had an interception. So, very well played game. But you know when you have those one versus sixteen, do two versus fifteen. Sometimes they are a little one sided. Tonight's going to be a little bit different, but uh, uh, great effort. What are some of the the kids that kind of stood out in your mind uh, as you broke down tape besides the ones we mentioned? Well, you mentioned uh, Parker develops getting the the touchdown pass. You know he had one pass earlier in the ball game that I I think he probably wish he would have put some air under it. Uh, that was going to Hank, um, but then later in the game, he rolls to his left, was getting flushed, and and then uh, throws a touchdown pass to Jake Scow, and 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 Scow is just a kid that that continues to get better. Uh, really happy for Parker, and uh, you know it's it was really kind of remarkable that we had Jepson back, you know, uh, even playing um, after the finger issue the the week before, but. I really thought our offensive line, the second group that came in, you know, Danny Frazier, uh, Dakota Beaner, uh, Jake Slade, um, those guys came in and, and gave us some from some good reps and allowed Haas Shelter on the ball some, and and uh, which was good to see. And defensively, coach, you were led by uh, Jackson Miller, who's also one of your backup. Uh, uh, fullbacks. He had five tackles, and Lucas Hilligus, who we talked to his mom at halftime. Ironically, Lucas had four and a half set, uh, tackles, and those two guys you don't hear about in the rotation, but because everybody played last Friday night, he was one. And I, I met Hilligus in, in person, and Lucas at the pancake breakfast, and uh, that that kid is built. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you, why isn't he not starting? Because that kid looked like he can play in the NFL right now, Coach. Uh, he's a good-looking kid, but what he is a great kid. Uh, he plays hard. Um, you know, there was a play last week. He was playing defense, and and uh, the kid stiff arms him, and and uh, you know starts uh, heading downfield, and uh, Hilligus regrouped and got the angle, and made the tackle, and and that shows you the kind of effort uh, that he has, and and we see it in practice all the time. Great kid, and uh, you know it's he's an important part of our team, and and I uh, I know he gives us a great look every week, and. Uh, Jackson Miller that you mentioned, uh, he's been an important part of our offense, not only our offense, but our special teams uh, um, as well. And Jackson's going to be a really good player for it's all said and done. I'm going to throw one more name in there, and that's a kid doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, but his dad did on Saturday, on Friday last week, and that's because he's part of the chain game. Uh, Charlie Darnell is one of your tight ends, and we see him in there when you get to go to that big series. And Charlie's another senior, plays right alongside Lifeker, and one of those extra guards you put out there for uh, – uh, if you want to run the ball with Rashad. 
Yeah, Charlie's, you know, much like Heligus that we mentioned, one of those seniors that's just doing whatever they can do to contribute to success. And uh, Charlie, uh, he's another one of our terrific kids and, and uh, high character kid and, and uh, has put a lot of time in. And it's good when he can go in there and get a little extra playing time as well. This is with head coach Tom Wilson here on the pregame show. It's Dowling taking on Ankeny tonight in the quarterfinals, the Class 5A football playoffs. We'll be back with more after these messages. It's Mark Amadale here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Hamadale. Now, continue my conversation with head coach Tom Wilson. Tonight it's Dowling and Ankeny, quarterfinals of the high school football playoffs in Class 5A. And Coach Wilson, it's a rematch of Week 3, Dowling and Ankeny, a game in which the Maroons won at Valley Stadium. It actually came after uh, the week after the Dowling Valley game, so that there was no wear or tear there. You got out the 35 nothing lead and ended up winning 35-14. What's changed since you played the Hawks, and what can we expect tonight is you and Coach Bauer go head-to-head for Game 2 uh, this season. Yeah, I think both teams have, have probably improved, you know, quite a bit since Week 3. You would you would certainly hope so. I think Ankeny, um, they've had a lot of success running the ball, and, and then they have uh, acres that can beat you over the top. And I think a little bit of a secret weapon is Earl Meyer. He's a, a little littler receiver, but... Uh, certainly is a good player and you know the quarterback was starting their his third game in his career at that time against us the last time and and uh now you know he's uh, he's been through 10 games so he's not uh, he's not a rookie anymore but i think they've continued to improve at the line of scrimmage on offense um and obviously uh, they're in the state quarterfinals so um this isn't the time to, to pat yourself on the back from the game that we won in week three you know, Caden Hankins, uh, Hank has had a tremendous game against uh, Johnston last week in their first round win as uh, the Hawks beat Johnston and uh, he had, uh, what, almost 200 yards rushing. And he was backed up by uh, Larmy uh, with 70 yards rushing. So they like to run the football. But what I've noticed is that the Hankus kid, they like to uh, throw to him out of the backfield. So he's a dual threat with the way, to, way he runs and they'll throw him out of the backfield. So what's what are some of the dynamics for the Dowling defense tonight and what has changed? Since that game, besides experience uh, from week three? You know, schematically, it hasn't changed much. Uh, both teams are very similar to what they were. Um, you know, you mentioned hitting the back out of the backfield. That's a, that's a real threat. Um, they've done a nice job with that. Um, I, I think the big thing is, is they've improved quite a bit now. 
you know, it just remains to be seen. You know, we held Hinkus down fairly decent the first time we played him, but, uh, you know, him having all those yards against the Johnston defense that I think is a pretty good defense, and, and uh, they've got really good coaches there. So um, we're going to have to do a great job um, schematically. I mean, they're going to run power. They're going to run what we call base power at us. And so you'll see a guard pull around, and, and then they're going to run some some zone. But uh, it uh, it's really not schematically um, anything that I think that we haven't seen by this time in the year. It's just how you execute. And defensively, Ankeny, they had that three three five defense, and they'll go with a three five three defense. But uh, uh, one thing we know is number six, Connor Kaiser, is a pretty good ball player, and he plays that Mike linebacker very well, as does his teammates. And uh, your thoughts with the Dowling offense tonight against uh, the Ankeny defense? Well, I I I think they're how to describe their defense is really chaos. Uh, to be honest with you, they're they're heavy blitz, heavy movement. Uh, they don't have, you know, their nose guard's probably 170, 175 pounds, but he's a, he's a tough kid, and they don't keep him stationary. Um, and so really, it's a good job by them. And, and uh, you know, Rashad had his share of yards the last time we played them, but um, they ca- it came in a lot of carries. And, and they've got a lot of people close to the ball, and uh, they're going to make you earn that. And in that ball game, we had a, a couple of pass plays that certainly helped us. I know Curtis Horace, uh had one on a slant, and then Hank Brown nearly had a 99-yard touchdown, um, if you remember right. And they said he stepped out on their boundary. And uh, But we were able to hit him over the top a couple of times, and something like that may be needed again. And uh, we're going to have to execute really well up front. Um, and uh, to be able to run the football against them and, and to pick up their, their messy stuff. And, of course, uh, after tonight, Coach, everything gets reseated. But the one thing we have tonight in favor is weather. It's going to be about 20, 25 degrees warmer than last Friday night. Not that it was totally cold, but it was a cold night. And, uh, uh, of course, these are the elements. Last outdoor game of the season is tonight. Yeah, and, and part of it is preparation, too. I can tell you that we practiced at 7.30 on Monday night uh, there was state volleyball that day, and then we had beggars night in West Des Moines, and we had some coaches that certainly wanted to be able to do that, so we practiced at 7.30, and it was chilly then, um, and I, I thought our kids handled it okay Tuesday. Uh, it was still pretty cold, and I thought our kids were really good at that point in time, and then we started the warm-up, and, and fortunately, we're in pretty good shape tonight, but uh, you bring up a good point, and, and uh you, you win this ball game. You don't have to worry about the elements of a ball game uh, after that. Just the practice. Hey, coach. Uh, in, in, in final uh, with this interview, you know, talk about some of the postseason that's went on in the fall sports. You know, you look at uh, Tim Ives and what he's done with the cross country boys cross country team winning another state title. That's three in a row for them. The girls uh, getting to state once again, and then of course. Uh, uh, yesterday it was the uh, girls volleyball state championship. Mary Beth Wiskus leads the team to the state championship game, and unfortunately Dowling fell up uh, to runner up. State swimming going on, a lot of stuff going on in the fall. I'll have the athletic director now to switch hats, kind of recap some of that, coach, because there's been a lot of excitement here at Dowling the last couple of weeks. You know there really has. It's been a busy time, and and we've had a great fall. Uh, you know you mentioned Coach Ives, and he took over the girls program this year as well as being the head coach of the boys and and uh the boys win the state championship the girls qualify for state and and uh i think it's going to take time to build that and and that team has some young runners on it and i think that they will build build for that but i just know we've got the the right person in charge to to make them better and and uh, i know coach ives will get that going you mentioned 
volleyball. Um, what a great year that they had and uh, came up short uh, in the state championship. But, you know, Coach Wiskus has done a really, really good job in that program. And, and really what I noticed out of our girls is I thought they were an awfully gritty group and, and a close group. And, uh, you know, just on the brink of a state championship and, and fell short. But uh, they certainly have an awful lot to be proud of. And you mentioned swim and dive. Uh, you know, I know this is a, a busy weekend for them and, and uh, in their their regional. And, you know, I know uh, Coach Uri, I think we're probably sitting about number two right now. Um, and I know he has high hopes for his kids. I one of the things I and, a, and part of that that I think gets overlooked too often is the dive part of swim and dive, and and we have one of the better diving programs in the state of Iowa, and, and uh, an awful lot of good divers. And what makes us different too is is that the number of divers that we have. Uh, some are lucky to have some, and I think we have about ten uh, divers, and and uh, they do a really good job. So certainly, best of luck to, to Coach Yuri and and those girls and and as you mentioned it's been a great fall that doesn't you know, bring in cheer and them supporting us and and dance and and them uh you know i think we've got competition cheer uh state this weekend on saturday and i know dance has things coming up so uh there's no end in sight in the near future well coach appreciate once again uh, this is with us in the pregame we hope to talk to you at halftime i know we got a little sideways last week i mean literally when we got sideways when we didn't catch up with you we had a punt and we did and of course after the end of the game best of luck to maroons tonight against ankeny all right it's because chido was back but thank you <laughs> head coach tom wilson of dowling catholic as the maroons take on ankeny hawks here at williams stadium on des moines east side and also the home of Grand university vikings this is mark hamadale Matt Mandring, John Chowder, return to the broadcast. We'll continue with our pregame show here at Williams Stadium on Moines East Side after these messages on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. During November, we recall in a particular way those who have passed on from this life. You're invited to share the names of your deceased loved ones for a special time of prayer on the Catholic Morning Show. Call 515-223-1150 or email Deacon Mark at iowacatholicradio.com. Mercy One is proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One has convenient locations right in your neighborhood. From unexpected illnesses to regular checkups, Mercy One is here for you. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. KWKY Des Moines, K233BT Des Moines, KIHS Adel. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium here on Des Moines East Side as we get set for high school playoff football. The large schools, Class 5A, it's Dowling Catholic hosting the Ankeny Hawks. Mark Abadale, Matt Mandering, John Chido as uh, Johnny is on the field. And uh, you heard uh, Coach Wilson's comments before the game, and, of course, the captains are going to meet for the coin flip. And, uh, Matt and John, anything you want to add before we uh, get set for kickoff? Johnny, we'll start with you. Beautiful night. Let's get the game conditions. 54 degrees, northwest wind around 5 miles per hour, and uh, 56% humidity. 
and it's already been sunset for just about an hour. So that's the current conditions. What's it like in the field compared to a week ago, John? Oh, it's it's night and day. It, it's amazing how 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 one week the temperature has increased thirty degrees with zero wind. And like I said, this is a fall atmosphere game. It you can just it just feels nervous. You can just feel that nervousness with, with the playoff game. Uh, and it should be second round with two good teams going tonight. I think uh, everybody at home listening and watching is is, is uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a great ball game. Yeah, no question about that, John. And uh, yes, CISN, we'll they'll be picking up our audio. We'll be uh, uh, doing the simulcast. And uh, Matt, any comments? You heard Coach Wilson and some of his thoughts, but uh, we're doing the coin flip as we speak. Yeah, you know, he, he said uh, schematically neither team's going to change a whole lot of, of things. I just think it's going to be. You know, it's all about momentum and who can get that first big play, get that first turnover, make sure you minimize mistakes. I mean, that's what we say a lot of times in the playoffs, but it holds true. Dowling won the toss and deferred, so Ankeny will receive, and and away we go. All right, well, we'll take a break. This will be our final break before kickoff as we get a word from uh, Dr. Dan Ryan, the president of Dowling Catholic High School, and our pregame prayer with Father Reed Flood. And, Up next, the kickoff, Dowling and Ankeny here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School. Welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School football. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting football, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe, and that they show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And welcome back to Duke Williams Stadium as we're set for kickoff. Not a bad night for football. Not a bad crowd here to see the last outdoor game. The winners tonight move on to the semifinals. Dowling's record, 9-1. and one. They're ranked second in Class 5A. The Ankeny Hawks, their record, 7-3. and three, And they're ranked seventh in Class 5A. Seventh seed versus two seed. And Andrew Schumacher set the kickoff. As you heard, Dowling... Won the toss, deferred to the second half. Dowling will go left to right in front of us. They will defend the north end zone. And uh, back deep for the uh, Ankeny Hawks, set near their uh, near their end zone. As the ball goes into the end zone, and it's going to be returned. Yeah. On the return, right at the goal line, hit and dropped at the 11-yard line, which I'm surprised the ball must not have broke the plane. But uh, He must have kept it out. His feet were in, and the ball never got in is what the official's saying. Caden Hankus on the return, but uh, that was right near the goal line. Nonetheless, first and 10, Ankeny on their own spot at 12-yard line. So good defense. The special teams is so important, Matt. We've talked about this all year, yeah. but Dowling has just lately has pinned uh, offenses deep after kickoffs. You know, I was talking out there, talking to Coach Remy yesterday and at practice and just proud of how the Schumacher kid has come along and, and how they could spot those kickoffs like that's pretty amazing. No question about it. All right. Ankeny on their first play. Back to throw is Luke Anderson. Fires the ball downfield. The pass is incomplete. Try to hit his intended receiver. 
on a crossing route and couldn't catch up with him. He had a couple receivers. We're going to see several as both teams have multiple groupings with their offense. For Anthony's offense, Caden Hankus, number five, is at one tailback. The other one is Daniel Laramie. He's not in with this set. Wide receivers, Evan Earlmeyer, number two. Devin Akers, number 11. Mason Randolph, number 18. The tight end is Carson Sommerfeld. Another flip-flop. Devin Akers from the left side to the right side. He's kind of a multiple tight end receiver. The handoff goes to the tailback and uh, getting pretty good yardage is Hankus who gets the start. He gets up near the 19-yard line and gain of seven. That first pass was intended for Summerfield. And, uh, you know, and as, as we talked in the pregame, they did get a chip on him as he came off the line of scrimmage, threw the timing off, and Anderson was rushed a little bit to get that pass out. And uh, it fell incomplete. Now there, Hankus had a nice cut. It was designed to go up the middle, bounce it outside a little bit, got some plus yardage and, you know, seven yards on that play. All right, here's Anderson back to throw on third down. He fires it out near side. It's caught and hit out of bounds. And at the first down marker is the receiver that time, and that is out of the backfield, Caden Hankus. And that's something we kind of talked about in the pregame with Coach is Hankus is that versatile back. He can run it, but he can also, can also catch and run yeah, and there they just they set it up really well, slid Hankus out, and he was the safety valve on that play. Flipped it to him, and he got the yardage for the first down. First down, Ankin at their own 25-yard line. Gain is six on that last pass. Anderson on the handoff, and this time it's the second back that rolls through, and that's Daniel Laramie, and he gets across the 30, and he's up near a first down at the 35-yard line. And that offensive line right there gouged a nice hole for him to get through it. Evan Spence is 6'1", 255. Jack Dorfler, or, yeah, Dorfler at 6'1", 255. Uh, A.J. Heck at 6'1", 200. Tristan Mullis, 6'4", 225. And Lucas Beroth at 6'1", 250. A lot of big men in there, and uh, mostly juniors and seniors, so an experienced offensive front. No question about it. Now here is a handoff once again and getting a couple yards, pushing the pile forward up to the – 39-yard line is Laramie again. Daniel Laramie, a sophomore tailback, wears number 21. He and Hankus, who wears number 5, Hankus a junior. So a lot of youth for Ankeny, and he gets a gain of four. And with that, the size that they have, Dowling's defensive front with the two Beaver twins, Owen Pins, and, and Zach Smith, who's in there at the start, they're not overly big. Well, I should say that. Beaver and both Beaver, 230-240. They're pretty good size, but they're sophomores. And uh, they've got to they've got to get a little push there, get a little something back, and now they let them get pushed around. Second and six, Ankeny line of scrimmage, their own thirty-nine, and now an option play, trying to turn the corner and can't is the tailback who got the option, and it was Hankus back in there at tailback and. He goes nowhere, no gain. It'll bring up third and six for the Hawks. I couldn't see who came up from the outside help there, but there, there's the advantage of having Zach Smith in there at that defensive end position, what they call the whip. And uh, he was able to, that play was, was a flip outside, toss to the right, and he's able to release from the block, get outside and get a hand on him and to slow him up and makes a really nice play on second down. All right, third and six, Ankeny. Line of scrimmage, their own 39. No score. Ankeny has taken the opening kickoff and has gotten a couple first downs up to the Dowling 39. Five seconds on the play clock. Anderson's trying to get everybody set, and they're going to call timeout. So the Hawks will take a timeout. We will, too, with 9.16 to go first quarter. No score. Dowling and Ankeny here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. 
Calling All Ladies to Spiritual Warfare featuring Jonnet Williams in person from EWTN's Women of Grace. Saturday, November 11th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. The day includes three talks, Holy Mass, Rosary, Continental Breakfast, and a special opportunity for prayer requests. Ticket prices start at $30. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for more information. And don't miss Spiritual Warfare with Jonnet Williams and Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Father Dan Kirby from the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And hey, we're back here at Williams Stadium out of the timeout. Ankeny goes back to pass, third and six, and the quarterback Anderson hits Andrew Brandhorse over the middle and a first down Hawks at the Dowling 41 and a very nice play. And now the Hawks up to the line of scrimmage at the Dowling 41-yard line. Back to throw is Anderson. Now penalty flag out. I heard holding. And now Anderson is going to be hit and knocked out of bounds. And he'll lose yardage. And uh, let's see if Dowling's going to take the penalty or the loss on the play here, Matt. Yeah, it's a good question, Mark, because the loss ends up being about a loss of five yards, uh, four yards. It's going to be a hold, which will be a 10-yard loss. So i got to imagine they're going to take the hold on this. We'll see what Coach thinks. The last reception by Brandhorse on third And they're going to decline long. it. Yeah, I wondered yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, it was a 20-yard catch by Brandhorse. Gave the Hawks a first down for the first time tonight in Dowling Territory. So the Maroons will take the play, and it'll be a four-yard sack for the Maroons back to the 45 after quarterback Luke Anderson, who's normally not a runner, had nowhere to go, and then he couldn't get out of bounds in time to, to get the, no. uh, the tackle by Dowling. And they had a definite hold. I believe it was on Owen Pins. He couldn't get loose, and, and Owen Pins had him cornered, but the hold and nowhere to go. All right, second and 14, Ankeny from the Dowling 45. Anderson back to throw, looks right, throws right, through behind his receiver, but it's caught. Nice catch that time by Earlmeyer. Evan Earlmeyer, number two, and it gets it down to the 40-yard line. So it'll bring up third and eight for the Hawks at the Dowling, I'm going to call it 39-yard line. He curled into that soft spot in the zone, kind of right over the middle. They're finding a little bit of a gap in the middle. And the, the pass to Brandhorse went over top of the linebackers. This was in front of the linebackers and allowed them to rally and come up, but it creates a third manageable for them at third and eight. 7.55 remaining, first quarter, no score. Anderson back to throw, throws it over the middle, and he lost it up. The pass is caught and stacked up by Dallin. They're going to give him forward progress down to the 30-yard line, and that'll be good enough for a Ankeny first down. And that was an incredible catch as he had a high point to catch at the top uh, of the throw there, Matt. Was that Brandhorst again, or was that Summerfield? I, I couldn't tell who which one it was, but uh, he did. He had to go up and high point that football, and Anderson got hit just as he's releasing it. Uh, that defensive front got to him, but he was able to go up and get it over top of the Dowling defenders. Five receivers set, empty backfield. Anderson back to throw. Ankeny with the first down. Now trying to get outside the pocket, he does. Anderson will run with the football, gets to the 28-yard line, I think loses his uh, play sheet and is knocked down there at the 28 after a gain of two. 
Yeah, he goes out and and uh, it's just a hand warmer. You don't need that tonight. Um, <laughs> you know he he does get loose. They get a block in there to spring him as he was being pursued at the defensive front, but he scrambles, which he doesn't do a lot, and got a couple yards. Hawks with a second and eight from the Dowling twenty-eight. If they take the opening kickoff, three receivers to the right and one to the left. They have one back in the backfield. This time it's Caden Hankus who. Had just under 200 yards rushing a week ago against Johnston in the first playoff game. Luke Anderson at quarterback. They give us to Hankus right up the gut, and he's hit and dropped right at the 25. It'll bring up third and four for the Ankeny at the Dowling 25. Dylan Manning coming up and filling the hole there for the Maroons as he caught Hankus right in the middle. Uh, allowed him to get the short gain. They're, they're getting a crease up front. And right there now it showed that, you know, they weren't getting to that second level. Manning was able to run free, hit the ball in the hole, and limit the gain on the play. Evan Spence, Jack Dorfler, A.J. Heck, Tristan Mullis, and Lucas Beroth are the offensive linemen, left tackle to right tackle respectively, along with uh, Carson Sommerfeld and the backup tight end, Nathan Richmond. Probably a lot more pass than we'd expected. Yeah. You know. For now, third and five for Ankeny. Anderson back to throw. Now flush in the pocket. Rolls to his right. Looking back left. Fires it out. And it's caught. And that is Evan Erlmeyer coming back. And he's got the first down at the 15-yard line of Dowling. A gain of 10. Yeah, nice play by Anderson. As Dowling lost contain on that play and allowed Anderson to run free to the wide side of the field. Manning came up late, left his spot in the middle of the field, which created the opening for the receiver. They get the first down, and Manning's going to come up and force that run, and so or the force that, that pass, so he's doing his thing. This will be the 13th play of this Ankeny drive. They put back on the ground as they hand it off to Daniel Laramie, and he gets inside the 10 down to about the 9-yard line, a gain of 6. He lunges forward after getting hit behind the line of scrimmage and lunges forward and gets some positive yardage for uh, Ankeny as they are continuing to drive down the field here in this first quarter. Yeah, without a huddle, a little bit of tempo, if you will, and I think they got Dowling to go offsides, and they did. Offside Dowling, that'll pack on five more. That'll be given an automatic first down. It'll be first and goal Hawks, I believe, after they. Uh, and that was that was one of those things where they were going to call a number because there was about five guys that went. So it'll be first and goal Ankeny. I'll put the ball at the four-yard line of Dowling after the penalty. This will be the 14th play of the Hawk drive as Dowling was offside. Our officials tonight, Jeff Jeff Hansen. Our umpire is Phil Johnson. Griffith Carr is the head linesman. Line judge Josh Bevins and the back judge Nate Stege. First and goal, Ankeny. Out of the shotgun is Anderson. They give his Laramie. He slips the tackle and he's stacked up. Inside the five, down near the one-yard line is where they're going to mark forward progress. A gain of three. It'll be second and goal from the one. Yeah, inside the one. That was a nice push from that offensive front, and they were able to man up and and get a push in that defensive line. And so here you are, second and goal from the two-yard line, first drive of the football game, and this is exactly what Ankeny wanted to do with the football is ball control, march down the field, chew up clock, and then now here they are with a good opportunity. They're knocking on the door of an 88-yard drive, taking the opening kickoff from their own 12-yard line, and this will be the 15th play of the drive. Second and goal, Hawks from the Dowling one, and they fake the end around. Anderson with it, fires in the end zone, and he finds the 
Receiver sliding in there, touchdown Hawks. Ankeny with the touchdown, and that was a well-played place ball into the backside of the end zone. Yeah, it was a crosser, I believe, from the backside. Johnny would be able to help there, but he threw it in the middle of that of the mess. Carson Summerfold. It was Summerfold, the tight end, looping in the backside, and and uh, Anderson hit him in right on the numbers low and right, and right where he needed to catch it. So the Hawks now will attempt the extra point as Ankeny takes the opening kickoff and strikes first. Extra point by Harrington coming up. Ryan's ball is down. His kick is up, and it is good on the hold by Kinnick Voss. Ankeny 7, Dowling Catholic nothing. 4-0-1 to go first quarter. And we'll return to Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side with Class 5A playoff football here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. I'm Father Thomas Loya, and this week on Light of the East on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, I hear the echoes of the coming Christmas season, a season not only of gifts but of saints and angels. And we have plenty of them to focus on as we move toward the Advent season known in some Eastern churches as the Phillips Fast. Light of the East, Sunday mornings at 10.30 on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Enhance your prayer life one song at a time. Enjoy sacred music wherever and whenever you want. Available now at iowacatholicradio.com, your Alexa device, or download the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app from Google Play or the App Store. Hey, we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium. Playoff high school football. Aiken leading Dowling 7-0. Here's, summer, here's a kickoff, rather by Harrington, and it's fielded by Dowling Catholic at the five-yard line. The Maroons on the return and getting up to about the 30-yard line on the return for Dowling Catholic. It's Zach Smith, and that's where the Maroons will have their first offensive series, believe it or not, after uh, most of the, about yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. about nine and a half minutes off the clock, and Dowling's offense takes the field at the 30-yard line. Let's go down to John Cheidel for our sideline report. Johnny, that was quite a drive. 15 plays, 88 yards as Ankeny takes the opening kickoff and scores. Yeah, Ankeny's uh, did a nice job spreading Dowling's defense out, getting those one-on-one matchups, especially with the wide receivers on linebackers and a lot of over-the-middle stuff, and they they just taking it, chipping away, chipping away. Nothing big, but they did a good job spreading Dowling's defense off and uh, taking advantage of those matchups. Dowling goes on the ground, uh, first play of the game. Thank you, John, as the Maroons get Rashad Davis, the ball carrier from their own 31. He gets a yard up to the 32-yard line. Don't you think uh, Yankees going to keep an eye on Rashad tonight? Are up front for Dowling, the offensive line, left tackle to right tackle, respectively. Kyle Rockers. Joe Freilach, Max Shelton, the center, Nate Agos, and Isaiah Seymour on the right side. Tight ends are Will Leifker and Charlie Darnell with the fullback, Ian Middleton and Jackson Miller trading off. Second and nine, Dowling. Cataldo at quarterback. And the, he fakes the handoff to Rashad Davis, fires it out. The pass is caught, but Hank Brown tries to spin out of a tackle and can't, and he'll lose yardage. Great coverage by the Hawks that time. They, and they've got four guys out there on the two that they're covering, and that quick, they're trying to take away that quick pass, getting Hank out there in, in the open, and they were right on top of that play, and Hank had nowhere to go for a one-yard loss. 
just going to give it no gain on the play. So it'll bring up second down, or third down and nine for Dowling. Toddle now in the pistol formation. He'll move Lifeker. To the left side is a tight end. Here's a snap by Shelton. Back to throws Cataldo. Looking over the middle. He fires off. Ball is tipped and incomplete. Knocked out in and out of the hands of the intended receiver by Dowling. And that's Sam Sandvig with the uh, deflection and incomplete. And bring up fourth down. Nice play for Sandvig coming from his safety position and breaking that play up. Uh, getting his hand on the ball and not allowing the, the pass to get completed. Uh, Dante would put it right on where it was supposed to be, and, and without that breakup, that would have been a, a completion. So, nice play. So, the Maroons will be forced to punt. Zach Smith coming in, averaging 39 yards a punt. He'll stand back at his own 20-yard line. 7 to nothing, Ankeny. 2.30 left to go in the first quarter here at Duke Williams Stadium. Maroons awaiting the snap, and here it gets away. It's a spirally... Kick to the near sideline. It's going to sit and land right at the 40-yard line, so there will be no return by the Hawks. And that's for Aiken. It will take over first and 10 right around their own 37-yard line. With uh, Ankeny leading 7 up. let's go back down on the sidelines. John Chido will give us an update down there. Yeah, Ankeny's defense has a lot of guys within that tackle box. They have uh, Even their safeties are only about 8 yards off the ball. And they disguise their coverages very well. Uh, it looked like that they're, that they're sending blitzes and stuff like that with the linebackers, and then they're dropping back in the coverage. And that kind of what happened there with that last throw from uh, Cataldo that he tried to complete. All right, Hawks with it from their own 37. Handoff goes to the tailback and hit and stood up at the line. The Maroons make some adjustments, you can tell, Matt. And no gain in the play as the ball carrier that time uh, was hit and dropped, and that was Caden Hankus, the junior tailback. It was, and, and they did stack it up a little bit more there at the line of scrimmage. You see, you got Ian Middleton in there now, a little more weight in there, and uh, it looks like Ringwelski in there as well. And so they're going to give a little more heat inside, and they, they, that offensive line got way too much push in that first series, and I think that's what's going to be the determinant here as we move forward. Minute 45 remaining here in the... First quarter, 7-0 Ankeny. Hawks with a second and 10 after that last play. Quarterback is Luke Anderson out of the shotgun. Inside handoff, and it goes once again to Hankus and gets across the 40, maybe to the 41 for a gain of four. They'll bring up third down and six. Ian Middleton on the stop there for the Maroons, and was able to get a hand on Hankus there and drag him down, and, and Manning cleaning up on top of that pile. Uh, again, there they got a little bit better. That It was a stalemate at the line of scrimmage, and which allows those linebackers to get up there and do their thing. Good play by Ian, and, and uh, now it creates that third and long. Devin Akers split out wide to the right. Luke Anderson at quarterback. He's got two receivers to the left, but Akers all by himself. And Jake Kruger out. He does have some safety help on him as we uh, survey the field. Five seconds on the play clock. Anderson, here's the snap by the shotgun. Pressure's on. Steps out of the pocket. He's going to be sacked. Sacked in the backfield by Isaac Beaver inside the 35. Back to the 34-yard line. Matt, a seven-yard loss. Yeah, I think that defensive front got a little talking to at that last break because they came out with a lot more energy on that series. And there you could see Isaac Beaver just blew that play up and, and was able to get to Anderson in a hurry. Didn't allow him to get downfield. Nice sack and uh, the three and out that the defense needed to get. Seven-yard loss, as I mentioned. So Isaac Beaver 
We got a little bit of a weird formation coming out here for Ankeny. We don't know what's going on. It's in oh, they're going to let the quarter yeah. run they're out. They're going to let the clock run down. Yep. That we've uh, inadvertently come to the end of the first quarter is what there they're we trying are. to say with the score. Ankeny 7 <laughs> and Dowling Catholic nothing alongside Matt Mendring. I'm John Chid- and John Chidle. This is Mark Amadale here on CISN and the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Roman Wilkham from the Basilica of St. John in the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at uh, Duke Williams Stadium underway here in the second quarter as Ankeny punts on fourth down from their own 34-yard line, and the punt goes out of bounds in Dowling territory. They'll spot out of bounds. Dowling will have it first and 10 from the Rune. 37 underway here in the second quarter with the Ankeny Hawks leading Dowling 7-0, and there's another 7-0 lead there, Matt Mandring. Bettendorf is up on Centennial, 7-0 in the first quarter down there at Bettendorf. So... Quad Cities area, or Eastern Iowa, whatever you want to call it. Pistol formation is Dowling's offense on the field. They give it to Rashad Davis, and he just kind of follows his blockers over the right side, gets up to the 40-yard line for about a three-yard gain. He'll bring up second down and seven as Maroons go to the ground attack. Dowling going right to left in front of you, wearing the Maroon home jerseys, white pants, and white helmets, hanging in their all-white road uniforms with the Hawk wing on their helmet. And Rashad picked up nice yardage over the right side. Nate Agos, Isaiah Seymour on that right side of the offensive line there, Matt. Yeah, he was able to just climb behind those guys and never really hit the accelerator because he didn't have a chance to. And uh, got the yardage. No no explosive play here yet. Pistol formation. And handoff goes to Rashad Davis again. He's got the first down, crosses midfield, and shoestring tackle right at midfield into uh, Hawk territory, a nice uh, tackle that time by Aaron Warno, Angelo Warno with the tackle. I said yet. You know, and there you see the explosiveness that Rashad Davis possesses as he makes the first guy miss and then explodes straight up field for a big gain. 12-yard gain, first down Dowling. Line of scrimmage, Ankeny 48, 7-0 Ankeny leads. Handoff Rashad Davis, skips a tackle, now in the secondary at the 40, and finally brought down from behind by the Hawks. Dylan Doherty inside the 35 are going to spot him all the way down to the 31-yard line. The Maroons going Temple here. That's one of the things. If you're going to be an offensive lineman for Dowling Catholic, you got to be able to pull. And right there was Max Shelton, the center, coming around and leading Davis up the hole on that play. 17-yard run, first down. They'll go to, at it again. Handoff for Shad Davis. This time he's brought down from behind by Doherty after a short gain inside the 30. 
And it'll bring up second down for the Maroons. It was, it was the same design on that last play right there, the play before it, with Shelton coming out and pulling. I, I believe that Shelton, or maybe it is Agos coming around the corner. I would think it was Agos on that one. And uh, Davis couldn't quite reach him to extend and get away. Doherty makes a great play. Four straight running plays to uh, start this drive. It's second down and eight for Dowling after a two-yard gain from the Hawk 29. Now penalty flags down. Play clock was down to 15, and we've got procedure against Dowling. So that'll back it up. One of the the things you're going to see from this Ankeny front right there, they ran a guy up into the line of scrimmage that caused the Dowling offense to jump. But they do a lot of stunts with those three guys up front. They're going to loop them. They're going to do different kinds of things. And if you can catch them in that wrong in that wrong situation, it's going to lead to an explosive play. Right there, they fake the blitz up inside, cause the, the offense to jump, and it creates a second long. All right, second down and 13 after the five-yard penalty. Ball back to the Hawk 34-yard line. Pistol formation. Cataldo at quarterback out of the shotgun. And read option. Cataldo will keep the football, and he's hit and dropped. As he gets close to the 30-yard line, maybe just to the 31, a gain of three. And right now, Doherty's making every play. And he went out and he stayed with Cataldo on that play, makes a nice read, stays with him, cuts him down to create the third and long. And uh, it's one of those times now where you start as an offense, say, okay, someone's got to get a pad on him. You know, we got to get a pad on number four. He's having a heck of a game here in this first quarter. Dowling for the first time tonight goes five receivers, three to the left, two to the right. Empty backfield, no tight end. Here's a snap. Cataldo looks left, sets up, has plenty of time, now wants to run, and he fires it downfield. The pass is caught right at the 20-yard line. They're going to say first down Dowling. What a catch out there in the open field. That was a great catch, and that is – that is Trig Troyer. That's Trig Troyer. Trig Troyer. Johnny, weren't we talking about him today? Yes, we were. He's a great possession receiver. And he made a tremendous catch in traffic and then took the hit. That was a rocket by Cataldo on the run right between the numbers. Great pass. 11-yard reception, first down. Trig Troyer. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis, and he grinds his way over the A-gap on the right side. And down near the 18-yard line, if that. It's tough going down there as the offensive line are really battling out tonight, Matt. And they are. And, again, that was um, – it looked like Sam Sandvig come up and make that play, um, or it was Jacob Morfield. But, anyway, they, they've come up, and they, as Johnny alluded to earlier, they're playing those safeties and everybody tight uh, up there to stop the run. they got a lot of guys within eight yards of the line of scrimmage. All right, the ball on the 18-yard line, gain of two. Second and eight, Dowling, from the 18 of Ankeny, Dowling – Trailing 7 to nothing. Now they fake the handoff. Cataldo just follows his blockers. He's in the line. He'll be shy of the first down as he's pushed down near the 12-yard line for a gain to six. Now we used to call that play, you know, it was like a, a midline play. And what you do is you fake, the, you fake it to the running back up the middle, up the A-gap, and then you have the quarterback follow him. And so that's really what that play looked like as Cataldo just followed Davis up the, up the A-gap and gets a nice run, and to your point, you know, as you were saying, Mark, he was even he was just crowding behind the line and, and getting the yardage. So Rashad Davis replaced Ian Middleton as the blocking yeah, back. That's is right. What you're saying well, he's okay. a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, third and two down. In the line of scrimmage is the Ankeny twelve seven and nothing Hawks, and the Maroons put it on the ground. They get the first down all the way down inside. The five-yard line, first and goal Dowling, and that's Rashad Davis following his blockers as he follows the mesh, and that's yeah. an eight-yard gain. And you see Rashad Davis coming out and says, All right, let's get this next play going. Let's go. And, uh, you know, right now the offensive line is starting to get get their leverage points and getting some push. And uh, Lifker comes out, 
And uh, so this looks like it's going to be a wide formation. They're going to try and spread them out here down at the goal line offensively. Yeah, Curtis Horace, wide to the right, if you're watching well, on TV, gonna, to the top of the screen. Timeout. Now Dallin's going to take a timeout. And we'll keep it here with 7.06 to go here in the second quarter. Ankeny leading Dowling 7-0 here on Iowa Catholic Radio as we stream tonight with the Central Iowa Sports Network. We appreciate all their assistance as usual. Justin Wolber along with uh, Griffin Graby. And I'm not sure who's got the other camera, but uh, they're all here tonight, and uh, we appreciate their help as, it, as we simulcast. Let's go down to John Chido. Johnny, I know you've uh, been taking notes, right? Uh, give us an update of some of the thoughts you have with this drive, which started back at the Dowling 37. Well, you know how we talked in pregame, it's a numbers game up front, and Dowling's doing a lot of shifting with their tight end and their fullback and trying to trying to identify where the blitz is and where number six is lined up, the middle linebacker. He'll kind of identify where, where they're going to come from with their blitz. And they, when they shift that tight end and the fullback, now Dowling has the numbers, and they've been taking advantage of that. And the, and the offense line has done a much better job this drive of controlling the line of scrimmage. Dowling Catholic in the Bozen the Flores red zone. Say more with Bozen. Online at bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. That's 515-244-7673. Bozen makes the moment mean more. All right, first and goal, Dowling, at the four-yard line. This will be the 10th play of this Dowling drive. Handoff goes to the tailback. Davis, he's and in. That's Rashad Davis. No signal yet. Now there's a signal. There Touchdown, Maroons, and Rashad Davis. And they went I-formation. Right up the gut over the left A-gap. Touchdown Dowling with just under seven minutes to play, and the Maroons one point away from a tie. And, Johnny, who who was the fullback in there on that play? Because it didn't look like Ian Middleton. Who was it? It was Jackson Miller. Okay, Jackson Miller. Nice lead block on that play as he comes in and pops the crease there for uh, Davis. And, and uh, he's, he's strung, you know, does what Davis does, get in the end zone. All right, the extra point now, Wyatt Jones, the long snapper, number 44 for Dowling, will snap it to Jack Jepson. And Schumacher's extra point is up, and the kick is good. And we're tied at seven. Dowling Catholic and Ankeny here at Duke Williams Stadium. Tied at seven here with just under seven minutes to go, second quarter. We'll take a break and come back here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Join the celebration and help grow the faith at Iowa Catholic Radio's Dinner in December, Friday, December 8th at 6 p.m. at the Embassy Suites downtown, featuring a keynote from EWTN's Dr. David Anders called to communion, how a committed Calvinist ended up inviting people into communion with the Catholic Church. Tickets are still just $75. Don't miss this year's Dinner in December and a special announcement from Iowa Catholic Radio. To reserve your seat at the table, visit iowacatholicradio.com. Mercy One is proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One helps you live your best life. Find personalized care for you and your loved ones at mercyone.org. Bring the Eucharistic revival to your parish with Iowa Catholic Radio's Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. The work of future saint, Blessed Carlo Acutis, this beautiful display will educate and inspire. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Back here at Duke Williams Stadium, Dowling has tied the game at 7-all after the Maroons going on a nice drive. Ten plays, 63 yards, capped off by Rashad Davis's four-yard run. Here's the kickoff. Hikus on the return for, or Hankus rather, on the return for uh, Ankeny. He gets it 
Up to about the 18-yard line where the Hawks will take it first and 10, and the Maroon defense comes on the field with the Ankeny offense. And uh, to introduce that Dowling defense, uh, Mason Beaver, Isaac Beaver, and Owen Pins up front with uh, Zach Smith at one linebacker along with Matt Hanton, Lucas Scigliano, Dylan Manning, and Parker Pearson, the other linebackers. Cornerbacks are Kenny James and Jake Kruger and the free safety Nick Frerichs. And John Chido, a quick note from you before the Dow- or before Ankeny snaps the ball. Well, Matt hit on it earlier with the Dowling defense. They did a much jo- better job that second series with that defense line shutting off those blocks and being able to get in those running lanes and, and, and letting those linebackers run free. And then they did a good job pressuring the quarterback. All right, here's Anderson back to throw, and he threw it just in front of the intended receiver, and that was their big tight end, Devin Akers. I think he threw it so fast that he didn't get into his pattern. <laughs> he didn't get his head around. He saw the that pressure. Too. You know, they had four receivers on the other side, so they went. They stacked the, the trips formation, the stacked trips formation, and then they had another receiver in the slot uh, in the, on that wide side of the field. They really wanted to isolate Akers over there. And he ran him on kind of a quick slant, and they were just not – it was off. And the, the ball was not even close to the receiver. All right, second down, 10, Ankeny from their own 19-yard line. Reminder at halftime, John Chido will catch up with head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. I think they got the schematics worked out uh, this week here at Duke Stadium of uh, where the teams will cross. Anderson on the handoff, and he gets it to Hankus, and he's hit and dropped. Hankus is hit in the backfield, and uh, they're going to give him a yard up to the 20-yard line. And Dylan Manning just was a lightning rod through there as he came and he hit that pile and, and Hankus right at the line of scrimmage. And that defensive line is now playing at the level they need to play to be successful and, and really standing that offensive line up and giving those defenders that, that second level of defense time to fly to the football. Well, we mentioned Bettendorf leading Ankeny Centennial out in eastern Iowa, 7 to nothing uh, Right now, Southeast Polk, a 14 to nothing lead over Cedar Falls over in Pleasant Hill right now. These are all early first quarter or first half scores. It's third and nine for Ankeny. Ball on their own 20-yard line. Here's the snap. Anderson out of the shotgun. Rolls to his left. Now being chased. Fires the ball out. A little swing pass. It's caught. And the receiver makes a nice move, but he's hit and dropped right at the first down marker. And we're going to see where they spot him out of bounds. I think he's going to get it. Dylan Manning, I think, came up on that play. And and Hankus, is that Hankus? No, it was Evan Earlmeyer. Earlmeyer made him miss, and, and uh, he got the just enough yards to squeeze by and a couple extra, I guess, here to get a first down. Nice play for the Hawks as they complete that pass. Put the ball right on the 32-yard line. Gain a 12 by Earlmeyer, and that's who uh, Coach Wilson talked about as the handoff goes to Laramie. Daniel Laramie back in there. He's giving Hankus a, a break, and he uh, gets right through the hole across the 40, up near the 41-yard line, gain a nine. Explosive run there for him right up the middle as they shot the A-gap and, and uh, flew up the field, got a pad on on Manning, and, and uh, that creates a nine-yard gain. Second and one, handoff Laramie again. Right up the gut he goes. He's hit and dropped. Got the first down at midfield as he gained nine on that. And, boy, he's explosive through that hole. Now, he was. The first time we saw Ankeny, Laramie was their number one tailback. He's been replaced by... Hankus, and but I think he wants the job back after a back-to-back nine-yard yeah, runs. I think so too, and you can see they found something in the middle of the field there. They're in the same play essentially twice, and uh, got nine yards about about both times on that play, didn't they? All right, first and ten, Hawks at midfield. Dowling and Ankeny tied at seven here in the second quarter. Handoff Laramie as they had three receivers split out wide right, and the Maroons make the stop and right about the forty. 
five-yard line, so a gain of five. Hawks picking up chunks of yardage. Pins at the bottom of the pile there as they did get a little explosive. Hanton comes in and finishes the play for the Maroons as they have found a, they have found a soft spot right in the middle of that defense for the Maroons. Three receivers left and one to the right, and now Dowling player is offside. They might get Middleton for being offside, and it'll be five yards, and that would be uh, good enough for a first down. I think it was um, Isaac Beaver. Yeah. 97. 97. Okay. So first down. I believe. Uh, oh, second and short. short. Yeah, right. just short. So penalty against Dowling. That's a second offside penalty. So that's telling me uh, the quarterback, Luke Anderson, doing a good job with his cadence. Yeah. He, to practice that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they have. And they've caught him a couple times now, that defense being a little over aggressive up front. That's a little of that youth, you know. <laughs> Anxious. Yeah. Anxious. Anxious. Yeah. All right. It's easier to say, just keep your eye on the football. Watch the ball. Watch the ball. Second down and short for Ankeny. Two receivers on each side of the formation. Anderson back to throw. It sets up in the pocket. Now being chased. Slips a tackle. Now on the run and slides inside the, uh, right at the 35. They'll spot him down. And that's good enough for a first down. Again, Anderson is not typically a running threat. So you don't have a, you don't have a spy. You don't have a robber on him or anything like that. And, he is able to roll out, escaped a couple tackles, rolls out, sees the opening, and, and gets the first down. Dowling and Ankeny tied at seven. Under four minutes to play here in the first half. 5A quarterfinal playoff game. Handoff goes Hankus back in there. Caden Hankus with the handoff, and he slips a tackle and slides forward down to about the 33-yard line, gain of two. I'm going to bring up second and eight. Will Ringwelski chased that play down from the backside and was able to get on his legs early and was just waiting for someone to come along and finish him off, and it finally happened for the two-yard gain. All right, second and eight from the Dowling 33. Hankus with a long count and, he, and a quick count, tried to get somebody to offside, and now he did a check with me with his uh, coaching staff. Play clock down to 10 as we have 3.12 left to go. Handoff goes to the tailback Hankins, and he's hit and drop right at the 31-yard line for a gain of two, and it'll bring up third and six for the Hawks. There they did a better job of forcing him back inside to cut back in, and I believe that was uh, that was uh, Ducharme, I believe, who's in there now, and he um, was able to turn that play back inside, and Manning cleans that up. All right, third and six, Ankeny from the Dowling 31. Tied at seven, 2.40 left to go in the first half. Dowling with three timeouts remaining, Ankeny with two. Back to throw, and now hit and dropped is Anderson. He's sacked back at the 40-yard line. Good job and good penetration, Matt. Who were those that, defensive that linemen? Zach Smith came through untouched, and he he is just a fast individual for a big kid, and he was able to shoot through there, and it takes any doubt out of anybody's mind about going for it on fourth down with that big loss, that big sack, and it really creates the, the negative play that the Dowling defense needed. Nine-yard sack by the uh, Dowling defense led by Zach Smith. Uh, Zach now with it was third on the team in tackles with 36 coming into a nice game. That's fourth down, and yes, that's number 11, Devin Akers back to punt, their outstanding wide receiver, and boots it away with what little wind is out there, and it goes into the end zone touchback. It'll be first and 10 Dowling from their own 20-yard line. Maroons have all three timeouts remaining with a minute 49 to go in the first half as we're tied at 7, Dowling and Ankeny. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline, and that's where John Chido is hanging out tonight. Johnny? 
Well, that's a big, big stop by the Dowling defense. Uh, you know, Dowling's offense only has had the ball. This is going to be their third time, third possession there. A big stop by the Dowling defense. And no matter what happens, if they don't come away with points, Dowling's uh, offense will, will get the ball at half. So that's a huge stop for the Dowling defense. Yeah, right now you're looking at if we can get three points out of this drive, we're happy because we do get the ball to start yeah. the second half, Dowling yeah. does. So two-minute two minute drill right now for the Maroons. All right, here is... The Maroons the first down on their own 20-yard line, again with a minute 49 to go in the half. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis and fights through some traffic. Goes right over a left guard and tackle and gets it up to about the 25-yard line, gain of five. Clock ticking with 1.35 to go. Dowling changes personnel, hustles up to the line of scrimmage. And now you start to see a little more urgency as they, they go empty here. Three receivers right. And then Cataldo under center. And quarterback sneak, and they're just pushing the pile. And uh, that's they've gotten about three yards. Yeah, that's so that's a a, no, that's yeah, a, they got a little bit, didn't they? So it's a, it creates a third and three. Now you got a minute to go, and you're, you're saying you don't want to punt the ball back to them. So here they go. I'd, I'd say one more conservative play, and then you're going to see if they get the first down here, they're going to open it up. Total a two-yard gain. It's third and three from the 27. Less than a minute to play. Dowling has all three of their timeouts remaining here in the first half. Actually, uh, two timeouts remaining, excuse me. Handoff goes Rashad Davis. He turns the corner and looking for the first down, running laterally, and now finally driven out of bounds. Gets out of bounds. And that'll stop the clock with the first down. Yeah. So Rashad with, picks up the first down. They're going to spot him down at the 32 for a gain of four. Now you're going to see a little change here, I think, with that first down. You're at the 30-yard line, and you got 42 seconds. You practice this a lot, and can you get 30, 40 yards here in, in those 40 seconds? Empty backfield, five receivers, three to the left, two to the right. Dowling going right to left. South to north here at Duke Williams Stadium. Cataldo back to throw, surveying the field, has time. Now looks to run. Keeps the football and trying to get out of bounds, looking for a block, and he does as he crosses the 35 and picked up three, maybe four yards. <laughs> he ran a long ways to get a couple yards right there, and so he – he gains about two. And that yeah. was more of a coverage. Yeah. You can't call it a sack, but no. the Ankeny defense had very good coverage. They had great coverage, and, and you know, with, with the empty backfield, Dante had all kinds of time. The offensive line gave him the time, and, and Ankeny's playing soft defense, everything underneath. Second and eight from the Dowling 34. Back to throw Cataldo. Quick out pattern caught by Trey Wilson. With 30 seconds remaining here in the half, out of bounds, and uh, that'll stop the clock. Out of bounds, 29 seconds left, creating a third and four, I think it looks like. So um, here they go and try to get this first down and, and convert and keep the ball. Five-yard catch by Trey. That's his first of the night. 29 seconds left, third and three, Dowling on their own 39. Two timeouts remaining for the Maroons. Ankeny showing blitz. Two, three receivers yeah, to the right. Big. We're going to get a jump, I think, on the right tackle. He had a flinch. And penalty is against Dowling for procedure. And that'll back him up five yards. Yeah, they had a, they, again, they ran that blitzer up in there, and I believe Isaiah Seymour just had a little twitch out there, and they watched that pretty close. And it's hard as an offensive lineman, but it, you practice it and you practice it, and, and uh, easier said than done sometimes. So now third and eight. Uh, Changes the play call here a little bit for the Maroons and see if they can convert. 24 seconds remaining. Game clock now running. Three receivers left, two to the right. 
It's third and eight. Here's the snap. Cataldo now wants to run. Quarterback draw, and he's tripped oh, up. Oh, he got tripped up. As he uh, crossed the 35-yard line and finally falls forward. They're going to spot his knee down at the 36 for a gain of two. Yeah, and they'll let the clock run out, and that's the half. Yeah, unless Ankeny wants to stop it. Nope. That's how the half will end. Dowling will have the first possession of the second half, and we go to halftime, tied at seven. Dowling and Ankeny, the, the Hawks scoring first. They go on a 15-play, 88-yard drive, taking the opening kickoff. Carson Summerfield on a one-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Luke Anderson, 7-0 Ankeny. And then Dowling comes back. Rashad Davis capped off a 10-play, 63-yard drive with a four-yard run. And both extra points for good. Seven <laughs> all, Dowling and Ankeny. I was watching Johnny try to get Coach Wilson. I don't think he got Oh, here comes Coach Wilson back. All right. He's coming back? Yeah, he's coming back. He's got him. All right. Johnny, go ahead. Take it well, away. Coach, it's a uh, t- tight ball game. It seems like possessions are a premium there, but what a great stop by the defense uh, for you guys because now you guys get the ball, start the second half. Your thoughts so far? Yeah, you're right. Uh, possessions are going to be – uh, precious, and we just have to take advantage of them, get our bearings about us. They've got big playability. We've got to do a better job against the run game. Thank you, Coach. All right, John Chido with uh, head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic as the both teams go to halftime, tied at seven here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. We want to give us uh, give a plug out to some of our supporters here on Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, Dental Associates and Construction Professionals, along with Ashworth Vision Clinic, Skeffington's, Klein Electric, and Catholic United Financial. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering here in the press box, John Chido on the sideline, and along the line in our network stations, Iowa Catholic Radio and uh, the folks at CISN. We're going to take a two-minute break. When we return, we'll uh, catch up with the first half scoring. We'll also have scores from some of the other games going on in Class 5A district football, the quarterfinals tonight. But here, it's Dowling and Ankeny tied at 7 here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. And we'll return with halftime after these messages. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is David Piper from St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Calling all ladies to spiritual warfare featuring Jonnet Williams in person from EWTN's Women of Grace. Saturday, November 11th at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. The day includes three talks, Holy Mass, Rosary, Continental Breakfast, and a special opportunity for prayer requests. Ticket prices start at $30. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for more information. And don't miss spiritual warfare with Jonnet Williams and Iowa Catholic Radio. Connecting listeners to Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. 
Live your best life with Mercy One. With Iowa's largest network of care locations, personalized care is right in your neighborhood. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Got a question about the faith? Ask a priest. Email your question to contact at iowacatholicradio.com. Then tune in to the Catholic Morning Show Thursdays at 715 to hear the answer. Ask a priest. Thursdays only on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side as we are at halftime. Dowling and Ankeny tied at 7. Mark Abadil, Matt Mandering, and John Chidel with the broadcast crew tonight along with the, the folks from CISN. I want to thank Justin Wolber and the staff out there, uh, the Graber family, Graby family, and uh, whoever else is out there as uh, bringing you the pictures and the audio. And we're going to go through some scores here at halftime. Let's take a look at our stats here between Dowling and Ankeny as uh, last report. Thank you uh, for that, Justin, as he just texted me the uh, Waukee score. You can add this. 7-6, to six, Waukee leads Valley, and I'm guessing that is a first-half score, Matt, so hopefully that will complete uh, your docket, yep. if you will. But uh, we'll take a look at the uh, statistics for the first half. Dante Cataldo, three out of four passing for – 16 yards for Dowling Catholic, no interceptions and no touchdowns. Leading receiver for the Maroons, Trey Troyer had that big first down catch. Trey with one catch for 11 yards. Trey Wilson, one catch for five yards. And Hank Brown, one catch uh, for no yards. Rashad Davis, leading ball carrier for Dowling. He has 10 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. Dante Cataldo, five carries for 15 yards uh, in the first half. Luke Anderson, the Ankeny quarterback with 7 out of 9 passing for 65 yards and a touchdown, no interceptions. Leading receiver for Ankeny is Evan Erlmeyer, four catches for 38 yards. Andrew Brandhorst, one catch for 20 yards for the Hawks. Caden Hankus, one catch for six yards. And Landon Hutchins, one catch for, or check that, uh, Mason Rudolph, one catch for one yard. Leading uh, Rusher for the Hawks in the first half, Daniel Larmy, seven carries for 46 yards. Caden Hankus, eight carries for 19 yards. And quarterback Luke Anderson, two carries for nine yards. That's a look at the numbers here at halftime with uh, Dowling, leading, or Dowling and Ankeny tied here at the half. As can look for a total first downs in the contest. Dowling with six, Ankeny with 12. The Hawks. get the uh, passing yards up. So Dowling with 15 rushes for 74 yards. Ankeny 17 rushes for 53 yards. So total yardage, Dowling with 90 yards in the first half. Ankeny with 118 yards. Maroons with three of six on first third down conversions. Ankeny seven for seven on third down conversions. And uh, Matt? you got to look at some of the scores. I think we're, we're trying to get most of them through. We appreciate all we're, the help out there. We're trying to get caught up, but it's uh, Southeast Polk is up on Cedar Falls 21 to nothing. probably getting close to half there. And uh, as you said, Waukee is up on Valley 7-6. That's with two minutes left into the half. Two, minutes, two minutes left in the half. Yeah, Waukee. And, and then the last score we got from Bettendorf, Hankany Centennial is Bettendorf up by seven. All right, that's a look at uh, some of the numbers we have at halftime. Again, we're tied here, 7-all, Ankeny and Dowling uh, in the 
quarterfinals. It's the last uh, night for outdoor football. Everything moves to the Dome next week. It'll be the semifinals in all classes. And, again, we want to thank our supporters, including Catholic United Financial, Klein Electric, and Skeffton's Formal Wear. Down on the field, we have uh, John Chido. And, John, has anybody walked up to you and wanted to, to visit with you? And if, if so, who are they? I have Bronte Wells. Can you hear me, Mark? I do. I got you. I got okay. you. So Bronte Wells, a Dowling graduate, part of the Dowling family, and uh, he was an integral part of the, the Dowling football team as, and as well as the community. He went on to play at UNI and had a great career there. And, and Bronte, uh, you know, I see you on Friday nights uh, coming to the game to support your, your team and, and just, just kind of talk. You, you actually got to talk to the team a couple weeks back too, but just talk about what the Dowling community means to you and, and, and everything that goes on with it means a lot. Honestly, Dowling, it's a family. Uh, when I went and talked to the kids, man, it was all about making sure that I went back and showed them to let them know that they're always supported, man. The alumni, we love our school, we love our team, we love our coaches, we love our program. And uh, we're always behind them, we always got their back, and we just want to see them succeed always. And at the end, and at the end of the day, man, we got a standard here at uh, Dowling Catholic. So, uh, at the end of the day, man, we got to work. We got to be consistent and execute always. Well, Matt uh, and Mark uh, Bronte has an earbud in too, so you guys can uh, oh, ask him. Good. Uh, oh, so we can. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can heckle him a little. Yeah, bit. yeah absolutely. Hey, yeah. Bronte, it's good to see you, man. You're looking in good shape. Are you playing? Are you right now what your playing weight was at UNI and at Dowling? I'm a little lighter. Uh huh. That's still what I thought. Strong, you know, a little quicker, a little faster. Oh, yeah. I'm still in great shape. You've had. <laughs> A lot of memories along the way. Your high school football career, I'm sure, going back to middle school and through college. What are some of the memories you remember about high school, some of the games? Because you're part of those state championship teams that uh, we had the pleasure to call. Oh, man. We can go back to when I first transferred in, sophomore year. Uh, We had one that year. But my junior year, when I actually got to play with a group of guys, man, at the end of the day, man, we just had a lot of great guys, a lot of great leaders and great coaches, and when we all put it together and won, man, we came out with the ring, and then we followed it up. Senior year, 13-0, and finished it right at the dome, man. My home, Panthers, baby. <laughs> New home, that's right. A lot hey, of good memories. Yeah, Bronte, this is uh, Mr. Maynard again. And, and, you know, talk about that transition. You know, how did Dowling set you up to be successful at the next level? Oh, uh, man, let's start with academics. Because, you know, you're a student athlete. Yeah. Academics first, man. Uh, at the end of the day, Dowling is truly like college to me, man. When I was at UNI, uh, man, I was very prepared. And I would honestly have to say Dowling made college a lot easier. I mean, like, really, really, really easy. <laughs> <laughs> because of the study habits you had at man, Dowling, right? Study habits, professors, uh Man, study table, just all the resources that we have at Dowling, man, there's no way that you, that anybody should fail ever, man, it, on or off the field. It, mm-hmm. And, Bronte, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like during the off season. I remember you playing basketball. I remember oh, you yeah. being in that weight room, and this is all throughout the summer. I know you weren't a baseball player, but you've got to find a time to put the work in in the off season, and you were a big part of that along with the academic work. Can you say that one more time? Sorry, you went out. Johnny's in a bad spot. I figured that. <laughs> I heard baseball, and I heard put the work in. Put the I, work in. You you didn't participate in baseball, but you put the work in in the summer. Yes, sir. And, always. And, uh, you know, talk about that, the grind in the off season. 
the off season, oh, at the end of the day, look, you're going to wake up early and you're going to get to work. And then you're going to go find more work and more work <laughs> and more work. And then you're going to go to sleep and then you're going to wake up and do it all over again. At the end of the day, like I said, we execute. We got a lot of studying. We got a lot of preparing that we do. We got a, a lot of grind. And uh, at the end of the day, man, that's what we live for. Like I said, we have a standard here at Dallin Catholic, as you guys all know. And that's why I still come back here to support these guys, man. I want to make sure that they're living up to the standard, uh, off season, in season. Any moment that I'm here, man, I always try to come and check in and show the kids a lot of support and a lot of love, man. It means a lot to me. What class are you, uh, Bronte? What year did you graduate? I graduated 2016. There you go. 2016. You know, I, 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 Bronte knows this because we've talked about this before, but Bronte was one of the first kids I met after I started at Dowling. Yep. And, uh, I remember you in. Well, yeah, that's right. And then uh, right in the stairwell. Open arms. Well, yeah, and right in the stairwell we talked for a little while, and it just gives you an indication of what kind of kid, you know, what the expectations are around here. How is that now parlayed for you into what you're doing now, Bronte? Honestly, it all transfers over. Being a student athlete at Dallin Catholic and then bringing that same attitude, same work ethic, being coachable, basically the standard and the expectations never changed. The only thing that changed was the industry. That's it. Mm-hmm. It all transfers over. And at the end of the day, I had a lot of success. At Dowling, I had a lot of success in college, and now I'm having a lot of success right now in life. Standards and expectations never change. And I'll tell you what, you're having a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun being around you during those years. I can't believe it's been that long. It's going to be almost 10 I years know. here pretty I know. soon. <laughs> hey, well, hey, you're hey, getting hey, old, hey, man. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> I know. Almost. I'm 25. I turned 26 here yeah. in uh, yeah, there two you weeks. Go. Can you line up against some of these guys and be ready to go? Sorry, say that one more time. Can you line up with some of these guys that you uh, see out here and ready to go? Hold on. Yeah, I know you're not eligible. They'd shake a little bit. Yeah. I think it wouldn't be. One moment. Be good. Say it one more time. <laughs> or you, you must have. We have a connection problem. Bronte, can uh, you line up and play right now? You think? Oh, most definitely. I thought so. I am in great shape. <laughs> you look like it. <laughs> hey, I'm listen, gonna... my friend. Thanks for being here. No problem. Uh, does Chido have somebody else down there he wants to talk to, or he just found you? I, I think. Uh, how do you follow up with this? Uh, you, don't. you don't. Yeah, I mean, this is this is great. I'm I'm glad Bronte's here. Yeah. Well, we are, and uh, Bronte, you look good. You yeah, been, and, appreciate uh, you. Yeah. Keep, best of luck to you, young man. Thank and, you. And bring good luck around these guys that are right behind you there. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. That's why I'm here, man. Got to support. Bronte Wells. There's a blast from the past with John Chido on the sideline. We're going to take a two minute break and return to Williams Stadium. The teams are back out. We're tied at halftime. Dowling Catholic and Ankeny. Here at uh, Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side, the 5A quarterfinals. The winner moves on to the semifinals next Friday. Mark Amadeo alongside Matt Mandering, John Chido, and our special guest at halftime, Bronte Wells. And we'll return after these messages here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Catholic United Financial, a member-owned, not-for-profit financial services company that connects, protects, and generously impacts the families, parishes, and schools in Iowa communities. For over 145 years, Catholic United has helped build stable and secure financial futures for Midwest families. Learn more about how Catholic United Financial can help you and your local parish. Contact Tara Weiss or Peter Orm at 1-800-568-6670 or visit catholicunitedfinancial.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. We all want to live our best life. That's why Mercy One offers compassionate, personalized care when and where you need it. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. KWKY Des Moines. K233BT Des Moines. KIHS Adel. And welcome back to... Duke Williams Stadium here on Des Moines East Side, home of the East High Scarlets and Grandview University. Alongside Matt Maindring, I'm Mark Amadale as we get set for the second half as Dowling and Ankeny tied at seven in this Class 5A quarterfinal. And we appreciate uh, John Scheidel and uh, interviewing Bronte Wells at halftime. And, Matt, we've got some scores that have changed since we last uh, gave them out. You bet. Southeast Polk is now up 21-7. to That game is probably pretty close to half. Uh, Valley, we get a, we got word blocked the field goal and ran turn it back. back for a touchdown, thirteen to seven. They're up on Waukee, and Bettendorf extended their lead over Centennial. They are up fourteen to nothing. Okay, and we're getting set for the kickoff. Dowling will defend the south end zone and go right to left as they will receive. As the Hawks will kick off here to start the second half, as uh, Ryan Harrington tees it up and. Uh, Johnny, uh, any any thoughts? Appreciate the interview with uh, Bronte, but any thoughts here in the second half? What adjustments what may we see by either by both teams? Well, I think for Dowling, they, they have to they, they have to clean up the penalties. Uh, when they were able to stay offensively, stay ahead of the chains, uh, and move the football and get that tempo, they're they're fine. But what, in, like we talked about, the possessions are a premium, and I think that is going to keep spreading Dowling on out uh, and, and take advantage of those uh, one-on-one matchups. All right, here's Dowling on the return. Zach Smith from near the goal line returns it to the 21-yard line, and that's where the Dowling offense will start, first and 10 from their own 21-yard line. Matt, your thoughts on these uh, halftime adjustments that we uh, may see by either team? Uh, Johnny's right. I mean, it's, it's clean it up, and, you know, they had a lot of success running the football, Dowling Catholic did on that last drive. And as Coach alluded to, you know, the possessions are going to be precious in this second half, and it's about getting up. You know, it's going to be the team to get ahead here. Can Dowling take this drive, get up, and put the pressure on the other team? And so whichever way it goes here, first series is a big one. All right, Dante Cataldo out of the shotgun. Hand off to Rashad Davis. He wears number 24 and gets across the uh, 20 and finally 
Wrapped up after a short game, maybe up to the 23-yard line. Offensive line for Dowling. Kyle Rockers, left tackle. Joe Freilach, the left guard. Max Shelton, the center. Nate Agos, the right guard. And Isaiah Seymour, the right tackle. All seniors for the Maroons. Will Leifker is a senior tight end wearing number five. And Charlie Darnell is the other tight end, number 81. And the uh, fullback is Ian Middleton, number 45. And Jackson Miller, number 47. So it's a second down play from the 23-yard line, second and eight. Here's the snap, and Cataldo fakes the handoff to Davis, looks left, now being chased, rolls to his right, being chased, and he's going to be dropped back at the 10-yard line, and they're going to call Cataldo down. The ball came loose back at the 11-yard line. That's a 12-yard sack. They ran the boot play there, and and, uh, he came out and saw nothing, and he didn't have, they had coverage on it. And uh, they had pressure, and he rolled back into it, and, and Ankeny kept the pursuit on, and a big play by the Ankeny defense to create a third and a long and a long one, third and 20 here. Yeah, the Maroons will have uh, five wide receivers they usually bring out, including Trey Wilson, along with Hank Brown, Curtis Horace. They'll take out the tight end and maybe add Trig Troyer. Empty backfield. And it is third and long, third and 20 for Dowling. Here's the snap. Ankeny rushes four. Cataldo rolls to his right, still on his feet, slips a tackle at the 20, still on his feet, 25, and he's near first down, run out of bounds as the down marker goes down. He needed to get to the 31, and I think he's just a little bit yeah, short. Just a little bit short. He makes a nice run there as he showed his, his speed and accelerated there as he got in the open field. Uh, about four yards short, and so now... Uh, Dowling's forced to pump, but it gives them a little more room here. 16-yard run for Cataldo, but he needed about four more yards, or five more yards, so it's fourth and uh, five for Dowling. Ten minutes to play here in the third quarter, tied at seven. As the Maroons will put the punting unit in, Wyatt Jones on snapper, and Zach Smith back at his own 12-yard line. Dowling going right to left, good snap. Smith gets it away. Kick the turnover right about midfield, takes a... Ankeny bounce, and the Maroons will down it right around the 48, 49-yard line. The Hawks now 51 yards away from the end zone, and they'll bring out their offense for the first time. Tied at 7, 9.45 to go third quarter here in this Class 5A district playoff game here on Duke Williams Stadium. Mark Hamadale, Matt Mandring, John Cheidel. And let's go down to John Cheidel before the Ankeny offense takes the field. Johnny? Yeah, like, like we just talked about, you have to stay ahead of the chains. And, and Ankeny made a great defensive play there and put him dallying in third and long situation. You don't have much in your playbook for third and 20. And, you know, Dante Catella made a nice, uh, did a nice job with his feet, getting those yardage back and, and making it more easy to punt the football. But Ankeny's going to start with good field position here. Yeah, they certainly are. They'll split out uh, Evan Erlmeyer and Devin Akers at the, uh, to the right of the formation as they go left to right. And one receiver to the left, back to throw is Luke Anderson, now being chased. He fires the ball out, and he threw it, threw it away incomplete. It did pass the line of scrimmage, but nobody was in that area as the pass is incomplete. He's lucky that ball didn't get intercepted. He just kind of threw a ball up in the air there as his arm kind of got hit with the pursuit from Dowling. And uh, the ball laid out there pretty lazily, but it did fall to the ground. We got penalty against Anka. They give the illegal procedure sign, but normally when they do that it's blow the play dead. They blow the play dead. And Johnny, you got another, you got an idea. My, this illegal procedure was a penalty and it's, it'll back up Anka to their own 49, 44. 
Yeah, usually they do blow the play dead, but it must have been right as the play snapped. I, I don't know on, on that one, illegal shift. Uh, but I didn't see anything yeah, really to that stuck out. Called motion, I, I, I think, is what the call was. Okay. So, Yeah, procedure was the signal, but I, I don't know if it meant that. Uh, nonetheless, here's Ankeny with a first and 15. They'll get it to their uh, tailback. Ankus turns the corner and he gets up to the 47-yard line, so he gets three of those yards back As to they, bring up second and yeah, 10. Yeah, it was just a world of people coming around this corner, and we got number 72, Jack Dorfler, the junior, slow to get up, but gets up and gets back in the huddle as an offensive lineman usually does. Yeah. And so it takes a lot to get those big horses out of there. Evan Spence, Jack Dorfler, left tackle and left guard, respectively, for Anke. The center's A.J. Heck. He's a senior. Tristan Mullis, the lone returning starter, number 52, the right guard. And Lucas Beroth, the right tackle, number 71. And now they give it to the tailback, and that is, once again, Hankus. And Caden Hankus gets across midfield. He'll be shy of the first down. Brought down in Dowling territory at the Maroon 46-yard line, so a gain of seven. Kenny James comes in from his cornerback position and makes that play as they found that little seam in the, in the middle of the field again. And uh, they're able to get Manning off on that play and, and get him sealed up. And so that's been a, something they, they've had a, the advantage with. Third and five, Ankeny back to throw. They fire it out, and the pass is caught, and that is their tight end slash uh, receiver with a nice catch, Devin Akers. And a sliding catch for a first down at the Dowling 38. A little slant route back to over there, and it's that one's you know pretty tough to defend when you have that uh, thrown right in there, no coverage underneath, and... Um, Nice play for the Hawks. Eight-yard catch, first down, Ankeny at the Dowling 38. Tied at seven as we approach the eight-minute mark of the third quarter. Handoff goes to the tailback. That's Daniel Laramie as it's been the one-two punch of Hankus and Laramie. And now Laramie taken over, and he gets the carry, driv- driven down at the 34 for a gain of four. Uh, looked like Mason Beaver on the stop there for the Maroons with some help uh, from the linebacking core, but uh, he got on the legs of... Uh, the running back there, and again, they're running A-gap, A-gap, A-gap. They just got a lot of success right in the middle of the defense. All right, Mason Randolph split out wide left. The handoff goes to Laramie, and he kind of dodges around. Penalty flag down as he goes down inside the 30, down to the Dowling 28, gain of six. This might be coming back. Yeah, I think they're going to get a hold on Dylan Manning. So we haven't been able to call his number. They've been able to get a pad on him, and right there they might have grabbed those pads. So penalty is against Ankeny, as you called it, uh, Coach Maindering. That'll back him up five yards. 7.30 left to go third quarter as they mark the penalty from the spot of the foul, and that's a 10-yard holding call on the Hawks back to the Dowling 44. So that'll wipe out the game. Yeah, and so now it's, you know, changes the play situation here, you know, and, Ankeny's had some success with the run, but they've been also getting be able to get the ball through the air a little bit. Second, second and 16, they put the screen pass on and hit and drop. Jake Kruger makes the stop right at the 40-yard line as the receiver for Ankeny caught it, but he was immediately hit, and that was out of the backfield, Daniel Laramie. Daniel Laramie, they'd set the screen up perfect. Dowling was bringing the blitz, and a great read by Jake Kruger as he came up like a bullet to stop that play and uh, create the big game. That was a one-on-one thing right there. So here we go, third down, third and 12. From the Dowling 40, Ankeny with the football. They go left to right, two receivers left, two to the right. 
Quarterback is Luke Anderson, a junior. Here's a snap. Back to throw he goes, has pressure, fires the ball out, and it's caught by Akers. He's shy of the first down, and he's dropped right about the 32-yard line. He'll gain eight, but he'll be shy of the first down and bring up fourth down and about four for the Hawks. Dowling only brought three on that one, went coverage on the play, and he was able to still find Akers in front of the linebackers. And uh, here they go. You kind of expect this right now. You come here to win, and you're going for it on fourth down. Fourth and four. From the Dowling, 32. Hawks going for it, as you mentioned. Three receivers right. And Akers split out to the left, and I think Ankeny's going to call a timeout. We'll see as the play clock well, is down got, to 10. We got time yet. They're going to widen Akers out. He's got one-on-one coverage over there with Jake Kruger wearing number one for Dowling, and they're going to wind this down and call timeout. So we'll take one with them. 5.50 to go, third quarter. We're tied at 7, Dowling and Ankeny. Back after this one-minute break on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Iowa Catholic Radio needs you. Whether it's assisting with events, answering the phone, being a parish ambassador, or simply a commitment to pray, Iowa Catholic Radio depends on you to help connect listeners to Christ. Email contact at iowacatholicradio.com to get involved. All right, we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium, 4th and 4 Ankeny from the Dowling, 32, back to throw it is the quarterback Anderson. The pass is caught on the far sideline and looks like they've got enough for a first down on the play. What a play that time by Ankeny, and I think that was Akers on the reception. It was out of the backfield. or No, they're 21. I think it was. Um, or that's Ar- Laramie. Yeah, Laramie out of the backfield. Kenny James comes up and gets the hit on him, but he's able. his momentum carries him forward far enough to get the first down. He jumps in front of the sticks. So a five-yard reception, first and ten. Ankeny at the Dowling 27, tied at 7-all. And the handoff goes to the tailback, and that's Hankus with it, and he's hit and dropped. He made an initial surge over the left side and finally got it down near the 30, or check that, 21-yard line gain of 6. And again, Ankeny is really trying to shorten this game, and this drive is allowing them to chew a lot of time off the clock again, shorten the football game, and limit the touches for the Dowling offense. And, and this, again, this drive is doing exactly what's, uh, what the Hawks want, and that is consume a lot of clock. This is the 10th play of this Ankeny drive. It started back at their own 49-yard line. Here's Anderson back to throw out of the shotgun. Looks over the middle, fires the ball, and it is caught inside the 5-yard line, dropping down to his knees. Evan Earlmeyer on his knees and rolls down to inside the 5 for a first down. Right just over the fingertips of Ducharme at that linebacker position over the middle, and he just couldn't quite get his fingers on him. And uh, nice catch down there for the completion inside the five-yard line. 16-yard gain, first and goal, Ankeny, and they're going to spot the ball on the four-yard line for a 17-yard completion. First and goal, Hawks, and they will send three receivers to the right. 
quarterback is Anderson, and he has Hankus to the left. Back to throw is Anderson. Fires in the end zone. The pass is caught. Touchdown. Ankeny to the left side as they fire it up, and it is caught by the big guy, Akers, on the touchdown. Ran, a, ran an out play there. He gets two yards in the end zone, hits to the pylon, and, and uh, Anderson put it right on him for the touchdown. So that's the second touchdown pass by Luke Anderson, first time that Akers has caught a touchdown tonight. And the Hawks now lead it 13-7 with 4.16 to go here in the third quarter, pending the extra point. Kinnick Voss on the hold. Long snapper is Lucas Beroth, and the extra point is up by Ryan Harrington and a penalty flag down on the they line of scrimmage. Call motion on Dowling. Yeah, offsides on Dowling. Offsides on Dowling. Yeah, it's, it's, a dead, it's a dead play, so they get the choice to either uh, kick it. They're going to have to. No, they have another play. They, they, they can't accept the extra point because the ball right. is blown dead. So, they so got, that's what they got to do it uh, again. Watch the. They change personnel. They're going for two, and they're not. Yeah, they're not. So it'll yeah, be. There's, there's no need to. So they'll re-kick it here. Harrington will attempt the extra point. Kinnick Voss on the hold. Ball is down. And the extra point is up and good. Ankeny leading 14-7 over Dowling. 4.16 to go here in the third quarter from Duke Williams Stadium. We'll take a timeout and be back here on CISN and the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Mercy One is proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One has convenient locations right in your neighborhood. From unexpected illnesses to regular checkups, Mercy One is here for you. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Hey, welcome back to Duke Williams Stadium. Dowling on the return. Runes get it across the 30 up to about the... 31-yard line as uh, Dowling had a very nice return on that kickoff by Zach Smith. And let's go down to John Chido with uh, Ankeny taking the lead, 14-7. to John, a 12-play, 51-yard drive by the Hawks, capped off by Devin Akers' four-yard touchdown reception from quarterback Luke Anderson, who's thrown two touchdowns tonight for the Hawks. Yeah, and you got to credit what Matt was saying earlier is Ankeny is, is, is doing a great job with their game plan. They're staying with their plan. And they're, they're taking time off that clock and moving the ball and able to convert and, and put points on the board. And, and, you know, Dowling needs to do something to, offensively to get this momentum back. Well, momentum stays with uh, Akeny. is on first down. They hand it off to Rashad Davis, and he loses a yard back to the 30-yard line. It'll bring up second and 11 as the Maroons tried to run left that time, Matt. That was Connor Kaiser on the stop as he flew across the field and was able to get Rashad from the backside and, and in that in that zone read um, alley and makes a big stop there. So Dowling went out with uh, three receivers to the right as uh, 
The Maroons playing from behind again. The Maroons got the, the game tied right before half, and now they trail again. And now Cotado on a quarterback draw keeps the football, and he spun down right at the 35-yard line for a gain of five. Yeah, design draw play right from the snap, and that gives him a, a, a run at it and uh, spreads the defense out, and they run up right up the middle, get a nice push, a decent gain there, five yards, and creates a third and six. Maroons bring in their personnel on third and six as we approach the three-minute mark of the third quarter. Dowling with three receivers to the right, two to the left, empty backfield, and no tight ends. Cataldo at quarterback. Here's a snap. Dante looking left. Fires it down, and the pass is overthrown. Incomplete to Curtis Horace, who was the intended receiver, and he was uh, well guarded by Sam Sandvig for the Ankeny Hawks. Sam Z comes on the blitz from the backside and, and gets to Dante just as he's releasing the football. Made him rush it just a little bit, which you know disrupted the timing on that play, and sent t- or the Hawks get the three and out and uh, get the ball back in, in a hurry. They'll bring up fourth down, fourth and six for the Maroons. Zach Smith into punt, averaging right about 39 yards a punt this season. Now the Maroons move their formation, and they get the punt away on a good snap. Smith gets it away, going away from the uh, returner. Gets a Dowling bounce inside the 25, still spinning inside the 20, and will finally roll dead about the 16-yard line. So a great punt by Smith. And Ankeny with a first down at their own 16-yard line with 2.38 to go here in the third quarter. And Ankeny leading Dowling by the score of 14-7. Mark Emmerdale, Matt Mandering here in the press box. Let's go down on the sideline. And that's where John Chido is at. Johnny? Yeah, the linebacker came off the edge there late. He came up uh, uh, to the line of scrimmage right as the ball is going to be uh, snapped. And he was untouched and, and unabated to the quarterback, uh, Cataldo. And, and I think it forced uh, you know a little bit higher throw, and didn't give him the time that he needed. But you know Ankeny offensively is doing a great job spreading them, spreading Dowling out, and, and utilizing that running game. All right, the Hawks with the first down at their own 16 after that 49-yard punt by Schmidt, and Hank is uh, is the ball carrier for Ankeny on first down as they put the ball on the ground. Caden Hankus, he and uh, Laramie have. Uh, Done double duty, and he carries it up to the 20-yard line for a gain of four, and the Hawks are doing just what they want to do, get yeah, that, keep that clock running. Milk, milk the clock, run the ball into the, into the middle of the defense, and they've been getting four yards. They're going to keep doing it. All right, on second and five, handoff Hank is this time he stood up right at the line of scrimmage, no gain of the play. So to bring up third and six for Ankeny on their own 20-yard line, leading. 14-7 over Dowling Catholic. That time Dylan Manning came from that linebacker position and got him at the line of scrimmage along with Owen Pins in the middle of that defense, and uh, this is a big play. Was, you know, time is time is ticking away, and so you can say you got a whole quarter to go, but this is a big one. Well, Earl Meyer and Akers have come up big on third downs for the Hawks. We'll see what happens here. Three receivers to the right, two to the left, em- empty backfield. Anderson back to throw, has pressure, looks left, throws left, and he threw it behind his intended receiver. That was Hankus out of the backfield incomplete. Broken up by uh, Jake Kruger out there and playing coverage, and uh, Dowling gets the three and out at the pass and stops the clock. And so they get the ball back and should, you know, with that bounce on that punt, helps flip the field a little bit here for the Maroon offense, potentially. Well, Johnny, I kind of feel a special teams play coming up here. Yeah, and that's 
<laughs> yeah, I, I yeah feels... you're exactly right. I was just thinking the same thing, Mark. I'll just leave it at that. Akers gets the punt away, and Faircat signal for now let it bounce. Takes a Dowling bounce towards midfield, and that's where Dowling will have it. First and 10 from the 50-yard line, ball down by Jacob Moorfeld. And I was thinking if Trey Wilson can get under a punt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, get his hands on it, making something happen. But it wasn't to be, and it would be Dowling. It's offense on the field. John, we'll keep you here. The Maroon defense coming up big, getting a three and out on that last drive. Yeah, and it's the first two two uh, downs there. They, they kept them in, you know, they, they had a nice stop on first down, second and long, and then it was, it, you know, nice stop on second down with the running game, and, and it took away that short pattern that, that Ankeny's been doing so well with that one-on-one matchup with the linebackers and Dowling was able to convert defensively. And off Rashad Davis right over the A-gap, and he's uh, brought down inside the 45, down to the Hawk 44-yard line, gain of six as Dowling starts from midfield and picks up six yards. Yeah, you're going to get behind Rockers and Freilich on that left side, and, and uh, it gets a little dance at the line of scrimmage and explodes forward behind those guys, pushing everybody forward, and uh, you're going to see the, a little bit of a tempo here as they start to pick up the pace. Curtis Horace and Hank Brown split out wide the right. Top of your screen if you're watching on CISN. Here's a snap out of the pistol formation. Handoff for Shaw Davis. Goes left. He's near a first down. Has a first down inside the 40. Still dragging tacklers all the way down to the 35-yard line. He got about five extra yards, yeah. Matt, after we thought he was stopped right at the uh, sticks. And, boy, yeah. has that ever got the crowd into yeah, it Yeah, it does. That offensive line was just churning. And you got Davis plowing behind him. And right now he's a hungry runner. First and 10, Dowling from the Ankeny, 36-yard line. Pickup of eight in that last play. Pistol formation. And the give is to Rashad. And he waits, and now he picks his spot, and he goes right over left guard and picks up a couple down to the 33-yard line of Ankeny. Likely the last play of this quarter as we wind down to four seconds, and yeah. it's 14-7, Ankeny up ahead. And we'll take a break. We've come to the end of the third quarter here at Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side. The fourth quarter in this Class 5A playoff game is upon us. Alongside Matt Mainring, I'm Mark Hamadil, and John Chido on the field, CISN, Televising Iowa Catholic Radio Broadcasting back in one minute for the fourth quarter here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and CISN. Most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God. Yet with our busy schedules today, many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God. So many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges, substance abuse, and other worries. But there is hope. Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. Learn more by visiting catholicscomehome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. All right, we're back here for the fourth quarter. Dowling and Ankeny. The Hawks lead it 14-7 over Dowling. The Maroons with a... The football, second and seven, and the handoff goes to Rashad Davis. Gets inside the 30s, put down there. Line of scrimmage was the 33, and Rashad takes the ball for four yards down to the Hawk 29. 
And it'll bring up third down and about three. Third and three as he spun out of that first that first tackle and was able to spin ahead and get the first, get the um, extra yardage. Creates a third and short, and here we go. All right, pistol formation. As Dowling now will move Jackson Miller, the uh, fullback, over. And now Dowling wants a timeout, it looks like. Timeout Maroons. We'll keep it here as we just underway here in the fourth quarter. It's third and two for Dowling at the Ankeny 28 after this timeout. As we'll bring in John Chidle. And the gentlemen got a great game. This is a big possession. I think, Matt, you mentioned it earlier. Big possession for the Maroons. Not so much a big play, but to, to get something out of this possession, especially a touchdown, to tie it up as Dowling trails by seven. Yeah, is that to me, Mark? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking the scores. That could be to you, Johnny. I'm right. sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're in – you're going to go for it on fourth down if you don't get it here. So, you, you know, it, it, you're going to – I would expect something on the ground. It's been working well. Uh, there's no need to panic. Uh, you know, the offensive line has been controlling the line of scrimmage this possession. So, you're in four-down territory. you got third and three. I th- you're going to expect a run here. If you don't get it, I think you're going to get right back up on the ball and go quick and because you'll have, like, a, a fourth and manageable. But Dowling just needs to keep controlling this line of scrimmage and – and keep running the football here. All right, here is the handoff to Rashad Davis, and he dives towards the 25-yard line. And gets the first it down. It looks like he's right on the first down. Matt, you were looking at uh, we yeah. some scores. Give well, us we got update. an update. Uh, the um, Bettendorf-Ankeny Centennial game is now 14-7 to in the third quarter. Valley remains ahead 13-7, to and the score out of Southeast Polk is still 21-7. to Southeast Polk with the lead. And uh, Bettendorf with the lead, as, as you mentioned. All right, here's Dowling with the first down. Handoff, Rashad Davis trying to find a hole. Bounces outside, and he may have gotten a couple yards inside the 25. They'll spot him down near the 24, maybe the 23. And the Maroons are going to their ground game. And, uh, boy, these two teams are certainly mirroring each other. Anthony's had more pass receptions tonight than Dowling, but uh, the Maroons are getting their ground game going, and they move. that's a three-yard game by Rashad. Yeah, Dowling has become a little bit one-dimensional as far as not much in the passing game at all, but they've been finding success with the run on this series, and you can expect them to stay with it. All right, two tight ends and a fullback, two receivers left. Handoff Rashad Davis. He goes right over the A-gap and twists his way down to the 20-yard line for a gain of three, and it'll bring up third and four for the Maroons. And we've got an injury down on the field. This is uh, Max Shelton. Max Shelton, I think, with that, center. with that knee. And now we got a stoppage to play. Both teams going to their benches. So we'll take a one-minute break. Justin Wolber on CISN. We'll take a one-minute break here with the injury timeout. 10-16 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And it's Ankeny leading Dowling 14-7. They'll attend to the injured Dowling center. And we'll return after this one-minute break here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates. Addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Duke Williams Stadium out of the timeout. Bruins with a substitution, a handoff by Dante Cataldo. Rashad Davis was fumbled and recovered by Ankeny. And what a blow it was, Dowling losing their center. And then on the next possession, the mesh between quarterback and the running back would yeah, result the, in the fumble, man. The read in that mesh, and Dante and and uh, Dante and, and Rashad got tangled up a little bit, and it looked like Dante was trying to keep. And uh, the ball ends up on the ground, and, and centen- or the Hawks recover, and a big turn here. This is a, a big series for this defense now. They are backed against the wall. Yep, 10 minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Ankeny takes over on their own 22-yard line. Ankeny offense now on the field. 14-7 is our score. Ankeny with the lead over Dowling, and the give is to the tailback, and that's Daniel Laramie, and... Laramie, from his own 22, gets up to the 25 for a three-yard gain over right guard. He is cut down by Manning and uh, at the line of scrimmage and falls forward for a two-yard, uh, two-and-a-half-yard gain. So we bring up second down and seven for the Hawks. As they huddle up and take their time, and you can bet they're going to chew every, every second off of that game clock now. Uh, Maroons trying to keep them in third and long if you can, but it's second and five right here. Three receivers and a bunch to the left, two tight ends for the Hawks. They'll flip-flop Devin Akers to the right side, and now he'll have single coverage out there. Luke Anderson at quarterback, the junior with the snap. Looking, looking, now flush from the top. Oh, there's the hold. And holding on Ankeny is Anderson now out of bounds right around the 32-yard line. This whole play will come back as uh, holding on the Ankeny offensive line. Yeah, they had they had Kiwi Fort wrapped up on the edge as he wasn't allowed to get to the quarterback there. So they'll back that up 10 yards. That's a big play and uh, lets the Dowling defense, gives them a little space here. Yeah, play went for eight yards and a first down. It's all coming back as it'll be a spot foul on the uh, holding. And the ball will be spotted back to the 15-yard line. So they give up about 17 yards on that play. And we'll bring up third and 17 for the Hawks. And they're taking all the time they can while the clock is stopped due to the penalty. Ankeny with two receivers split out wide right, one to the left. Anderson at quarterback to give us to the tailback. And that's Laramie across the 20. And he's hit and dropped there. And it'll bring up fourth down for Ankeny. I'll be third down, be third and long, yep. Third and 17, excuse me. Third and 12, third and 11 here as he gets about six yards on that play. As they lead him up the middle, they had two runners, and so now you've got a third and long here. Clock running 844, Ankeny up 14 to 7. Big play right here for the Maroon defense. Well, we've mentioned this during the game. Their big play receivers have been Earl Meyer and Akers. We'll see if that's the case here. One back in the backfield. Dowling showing blitz, and they'll back off the blitz. They'll give it to 
Laramie turns the corner, and he's hitting stacked up at the 25. He'll be shy of the first down. Clock will continue to run. It'll bring up fourth down for the Hawks, and the punting unit will come in. So the Dowling defense did their job there. Yeah, you could you could figure Coach is sitting over there on the Ankeny side saying, I'm not going to put the ball in the air and give it a shot, and I'm going to take our defense has been playing great football. We're going to be conservative. We're going to run the football. I'll punt it away and, and uh, get the Dowling, get our defense back on the field, which is really stymied this Dowling offense. Well, these – and coach talked about it throughout the year you know these special teams when people are punting they're punting away from your best returners now Trey Trey Wilson is back at his own 45 yard line waiting a kick of acres and a line drive and this is not returnable as inside the 40 it rolls and all the way down to the Dowling 33 so the Dowling offense will start there first and 10 from their own 33 yard line with 730 remaining fourth quarter and Dowling trailing 14-7 to to Ankeny. The Maroons and Ankeny with two timeouts remaining. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline. And John Chido, get us caught up. We last visited with you before the injury to the Dowling center. Uh, Max Shelton and then the fumble re- re- after that play. Yeah, it, you know, Dowling had success running the football that last possession. And, and, you know, it's been the story of the game for them. The penalties and, you know, the, the big turnover there. Uh, but you have plenty of time. There's no need to panic. You know, you're still able to run the football and do things. And, and I would see it some implement a little bit of a passing game as well here, Mark. All right. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis. And he's uh, tripped up as he crossed the 35 up to the 37-yard line. So he gains four to bring up second and six. And Carter Smith was the one that came in for Max Shelton at the center position. And he played, you know, a number of games in the middle of the season in there while Max went down early in the year. So this is a this is a spot where he's used to coming in, and uh, and and being able. So it's a natural progression. And I see Max Shelton up on the sideline doing a little movement. So he's he's not he's able to come back in potentially. Back to throw Catalla. He fakes the handoff. Fires over the middle. The pass is caught. First down. Dowling. Hank Brown right over the middle at the Ankeny 41-yard line. So the Maroons haven't completed the pass. I'm not sure the whole second half they do there, and it came at a great time. Yeah, and finally, Max, you know, they they get Max protection and only had a couple receivers out in the pass, and, and Hank Brown comes over the middle, Dante's patient, and then zips one to him for the big first chunk play for this Dowling offense in the second half. 22-yard gain, first down Dowling at the Ankeny 41-yard line. 6.35 to go here in the fourth quarter. Ankeny 7 Ankeny 14, Dowling 7. Handoff goes to uh, Rashad Davis, and he breaks the tackle. He's in the secondary, and he finally is dropped right about the 32-yard line. He'll gain 9 and bring up 2nd and 1, and what a move by Rashad. Let's see what the spot is here. Just a hair short, so they are going to make it 3rd and or yeah, 2nd and 1. 2nd and 1. That one was almost broken as he saw the crease and was able to keep going. That's one of the few times he had a crease. Yeah. He hasn't had much uh, no. gain. Six minutes to play. Second and one Dowling from the Hawk 32-yard line. Here's a snap out of the shotgun to give to Rashad Davis. He's got the first down, and he lunges forward down to the 27, a gain of five. And Ian Milton is just coming in there and being a hammer right now in that offensive line and coming up and, and creating the little bit of space that Rashad Davis needs to get up into the middle. And you can just see the Ankeny defense starting to collapse a little bit. I see Rashad hitting the inside and bouncing it out to the edge for a wide-open field here shortly. Well, the Maroons put Curtis Horace 
as one receiver, Hank Brown the other on each side of the formation. The give is to Rashad Davis over the left side, slips the tackle, still on his feet, and finally driven down right about the 22-yard line, maybe the 23, and depends on his knee, a gain of at least three, maybe four. As they grind it down, the clock is run down to 520, under 520, and uh, here we are second and about five, so he gets a nice gain on first down. And it uh, makes the play selection a lot more wide open. But, again, yeah. it's hard to get away from that run right now. Four-yard gain. And now they'll move the tight ends to the left. Cataldo out of the shotgun. Two receivers to the right. And one back in the backfield. That's Rashad Davis. They give it to Rashad. Looking for a hole. Still on his feet. Still grinding. Still on his feet. And finally stacked up. And they're going to get forward progress to about the 18-yard line. So he'll get about five on the play. It'll bring up third and about one. Third and about one, and that play looked like it was going for no gain. And, and that offensive line just kept churning as well as Davis did on his feet and uh, got that got that yardage. Now Davis comes out. Zach Smith, I'm assuming, is in. Yes, Zach Smith comes into the football game. So it changes the, the offense slightly. Yeah, Rashad's, uh, I think, messing with his helmet. Something happened there. So Schmidt is the tailback, two receivers right. And the give is to Schmidt, and he's hit and dropped in the backfield back to the 20-yard line. He'll lose two, and it'll bring up fourth down and three for Dowling. Fourth and three, and this is trying to be the fastest helmet repair that you can get. And <laughs> you get Rashad back out there, and now he is ready. So here we go, fourth and three with 3.40 to go. Big play for Dowling. Game on the line, 3.40 and the game clock running. Different personnel coming in as Dowling brings Jackson Miller in at fullback. They'll also have Ian Middleton Middleton in there. at, At another fullback and another tight end. Bunch formation, fourth and three from the 20. Cataldo out of the shotgun. He gets Rashad Davis in motion and now... Timeout called by Dowling. We'll take a one-minute break and return with 3.23 to go. Fourth quarter, Ankeny 14, Dowling 7 in the Class 5A quarterfinals of high school football playoffs on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hello, this is Jason O'Brien from the Basilica of St. John in Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, we're back here at... Duke Williams Stadium. It's fourth and three Dowling on the Ankeny 20. Ankeny leading 14 to 7. 323 to go fourth quarter. Game on the line here for Dowling. Runes going for it. Back to throw Catalo. Fires the ball out. It's oh. incomplete as the receiver was running a fly pattern, Hank Brown. And I think Dante thought he was going to run a stick pattern or stop pattern. Yeah. And he didn't. And it'll be ball turned over on downs 
by Dowling to Ankeny. Wow. Uh, there's a miscommunication there, and, and as the play, and nobody there where that ball went to. And so now it's up to the defense. You got one timeout, and uh, Ankeny's going to run the ball three times here. You, you, if you figure it out, you might get about a minute, minute and a half left um, with the one stoppage in play. Well, a tough break there for the Maroon offense, Johnny, at a wrong time. Yeah, miscommunication there with the receiver uh, and, and, and Dante uh, on what route was, was run there because, like Matt said, the ball was thrown. Uh, not even the receiver wasn't even looking at it. All right, the Ankeny with the ball on their own 20-yard line. The handoff goes to Caden Hankus, and he's hit and dropped. He may have lost a yard. He did. He lost two yards back to the 18-yard line. and bring up second and 12, but clock is not in Dowling's favor. The Maroons have one timeout. And Anki's going to milk that play clock all the way down. Like I said, you know, you, you know, you're going to run down to about, you know, with each play here, somewhere around a minute, minute and a half, you might get the ball back. Hawks will split three receivers to the right, and they're tight end. They'll go with two tight ends and one back in the backfield, and they give it to Hankus again, trying to turn the corner left side, and he's hit and dropped by Kruger, Jake. Squares him up and again up to the 21-yard line. So will bring up third and nine for Ankeny from their own 21. Dowling with one timeout remaining. So now it's going to run down to about 150, somewhere in there. You run a play, get the timeout, and then the punt team will come on. So 140, one, about 130, minute and a half, you're going to see the ball. You could see the ball back in your hands. You know, these up-tempo teams, and Dowling's had to do it too when you're trying to kill the clock. Now you got to, you know, regress and wait, and you're waiting for that play clock to get into single-ditch. Ankeny may be burning the timeout Yeah, here. they're going to chew all of this one up right here. All right. Uh, and the Hawks will take a timeout. We will with them. Minute 50 to go in the fourth quarter. Ankeny 14, Dowling 7. We'll return as it'll be third and long for the Hawks when we return on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. Join the celebration and help grow the faith at Iowa Catholic Radio's Dinner in December, Friday, December 8th at 6 p.m. at the Embassy Suites downtown, featuring a keynote from EWTN's Dr. David Anders called to communion, how a committed Calvinist ended up inviting people into communion with the Catholic Church. Tickets are still just $75. Don't miss this year's Dinner in December and a special announcement from Iowa Catholic Radio. To reserve your seat at the table, visit iowacatholicradio.com. Mercy One is proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One helps you live your best life. Find personalized care for you and your loved ones at mercyone.org. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know when you support Iowa Catholic Radio, you can make your donation go farther by asking your employer about matching gifts. Ask your employer about matching gifts and thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, third and nine for Ankeny from their own 21-yard line. One minute, 50 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. The Hawks trying to kill the clock. They lead 14-7 over Dowling here in the fourth quarter. The handoff goes to the tailback, and he's hit and dropped shy of the first down. Now Dowling will burn their final timeout with a minute 43 to go. We'll keep it here, and it'll bring up fourth down for the Ankeny Hawks. Mark Amadeo, Matt Mandring, and John Chido tonight here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. We want to thank Mercy One 
the Catholic Tuition Organization, Dental Associates, and Construction Professionals, along with Ashworth Vision Clinic. John Chidle, your thoughts. It'll be fourth down for Ankeny from their own 25-yard line, and one more chance maybe for the Dowling offense here. Yeah, you know, you're going to get the ball back here, so you want to make sure, number one, you don't rough, rough, rough the kicker and uh, and get a, get a penalty like anything like that that could give uh, Ankeny a, an automatic first down. And and then if once they do get the ball off, you want to make sure you fill the ball if you can and don't let it bounce for that extra yardage. And and so those are the two most important things here. And, and then you got the – you're, you're okay. You have your two-minute offense. They've been in this position before. They just need to execute. That's all. It just comes down to execution. All right. We'll see if we give you a quick score here. I got uh, Valley leading Waukee 20-7 to at the start of the fourth quarter in Waukee tonight. So the Valley Tigers trying to do what they did last year in rally. Now the Hawks with a fourth and five. And Centennial's going ahead 21-14. to Over Bettendorf. And uh, – they rush the kicker, but he gets off a beauty and fair catch signal for by Dowling and Trey Wilson at the 40-yard line. And that's where Maroons will have it one last time. Minute 37 to go. Dowling a first down at their own 40-yard line. And, uh, John Chido, what has to happen here? What are they talking about on the sidelines here? Well, you know, the clock stops on first down. So you don't need to get huge chunks. You just need to convert, you know, that those 10-yard patterns. What, what not, and protect and identify where the blitz is coming from because they're going to send pressure, and especially when Dowling goes empty here. you got to identify that and, and execute your blocks and just, just make the right read and, and make a throw and, and, and just you got, you got to execute. All right, we'll see what happens. Here we go. Empty, for, empty backfield. Cataldo back to throw. Swings at left side. The pass is caught by Trey Wilson for a short gain up to the 44, 45-yard line, gain of four. And the Maroons are just going to try to work those corner routes, uh, Matt, to stop the clock. Yeah, you do those five-yard outs, and you can walk your way down the field as much, you know, as much cushion as they get, and then all of a sudden you might be able to slide one over the top of it. But you're just trying to get some yardage, give yourself an opportunity to get inside the 30-yard line and give yourself a chance here to get it in the end zone. All right, four-yard gain, second and six dowling from their own 44-yard line. Back to throw Cataldo. Looks left, throws left, and... Trey Wilson with the catch in Ankeny territory at the 49-yard line, a gain of seven. Again, the same play, same look, and uh, you're trying to get that quick stuff out there, move the ball down the field as Ankeny is just sitting here in a prevent defense and not letting anything get behind him. They get two deep safeties, five linebackers across the middle, and three up front, so they are. <laughs> they might um, even have they have a, a dime formation yeah, with three, yeah. three uh, down linemen. Back to throw Cataldo. He has time. Rolls to his left, and he'll throw it away. Stops the clock with a minute 25 to go. Again, Dowling out of timeouts. Ankeny has one remaining, and it'll bring up second and 10 Maroons with a minute 25 to go from the Hawk 49. 14-7 to is our score. Ankeny with the lead. Pair of touchdown passes by the Ankeny junior quarterback, Luke Anderson, one to Carson Summerfield to cap off the opening drive of the contest and one in the third quarter to Akers from four yards out with four and a half minutes left in the third quarter. That's the difference in the ball game. Dowling a touchdown run by Rashad Davis in the second quarter. Second and ten, Cataldo back to throw, and he airmails everything incomplete as his intended receiver that time was, uh, I think, Matthew Kerner over there. Yeah, I believe it was Kerner, and he did have him open on the sideline and just let that ball sail just a hair as it went over Kerner's head, and 
Now you got a third and ten. You still got plenty of time as you're sitting here. You got two to get. You got two downs to get a first down. That's right. Everything's four down territory yeah. for the Maroons. Dowling will move some personnel in. They'll bring in. I'll switch Kerner, and it'll be Kerner and Trey Wilson split out wide left, two receivers to the right, one back in the backfield. That's Rashad Davis. Here's the snap. Back to throw, and he overthrows his intended receiver incomplete, and that was Trey Wilson. will bring up fourth down for Dowling, fourth and from the 49-yard line of Ankeny, fourth and ten. Fourth and ten, and here you go. Here's your season down to one play. Minute 18 to go, down seven points, and uh, – you need, you need the first down. So you got, you're got you thinking 10 yards. You're going to run a number of patterns that get you that 10 yards, one across the middle, a couple on the edges, and uh, Ankeny's going to be sitting on it at that 10-yard mark. All right, Curtis Horace and Trey Wilson split out wide left. Three receivers to the right, empty backfield. Ankeny's showing blitz. They have rushing three, and they'll rush four now. Back to throw Cataldo. Fields pressure. He's hit, and ball is loose, and they're going to call it incomplete, and that'll do it. The Ankeny Hawks, with a minute 12 remaining, will take over on downs. And Dowling's season is in jeopardy right now. Yeah, it's in the books now as they will just come out and take a knee. And uh, Ankeny came out and and, uh, took it to them tonight and and really played their ball game from start to finish and uh, didn't allow anything you know, Dowling to get any momentum offensively. There yeah. was there was no momentum at all offensively for the Maroons. No just luck. that one series. The Hawks held a Dowling team that averages just under 35 points a contest to just seven points tonight. Now the victory formation for the Hawks. I'll have to take another knee as quarterback Anderson will kneel down. I need to do one more, and that might do it. 64 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Ankeny 14, Dowling 7. Hawks may have to snap the ball just a couple more times. And uh, hats off to head coach Jeff Bauer in his first year as a head coach. Brand new staff. And the two teams will split the regular season. Dowling winning the regular season game week three. It was 35-14 Dowling over Ankeny at Valley Stadium the week after the Dowling Valley game. But tonight, second round of the playoffs, and it's the Hawks. The Hawks are going to move on to the Unidome. And we'll get you caught up with some of the other action, and Dowling's season will come to an end. The Maroons had a tremendous year, nine wins and two losses. Unfortunately, they fall, they fall one game shy of the Unidome, and that's a final. 14-7, Ankeny defeats Dowling, and the Maroons' season is over here in high school football. And, Matt, it's, it's always a tough feeling, yeah, especially for those seniors, and there's a yeah. ton of them out there, 42 seniors introduced on senior night, and their season and careers may have come to an end. And uh, just a couple updates. Right now it looks like it's going to be Southeast Polk, Valley, and Ankeny Centennial joining Ankeny in the Dome next week. So both Ankeny teams will uh, make the Dome if these scores hold up. And uh, wouldn't that be something? Once again, last year was an all-CIML Final Four, and this is going to be that way too as both teams shaking hands and uh, congratulating one another. And hats off to Coach Bauer and the Ankeny Hawks, uh, again, the final. Ankeny 14, Dowling 7. We're going to take a two-minute break along our network lines. That includes Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN, so I'll prepare our producers for that. And we want to thank Justin Wolber for CISN. Did a great job. He actually manned a camera the other night, or tonight, (laughs) with uh, – 
Griffin Gravy. So we appreciate those two doing the camera work here at Duke Williams Stadium. And Brady Grimm, our student producer for Iowa Catholic Radio. And our thanks once again to Klein Electric, Catholic United Financial, and Skefton's Formal Wear, and Ashworth Vision Clinic here on Iowa Catholic Radio, some of our supporters. Again, we'll take a two-minute break. Final score, Ankeny 14, Dowling Catholic 7. The Hawks move on to the Class 5A semifinals next Friday at a time to be determined, and we'll return with our postgame show live from Duke Williams Stadium on Des Moines East Side here on Iowa Catholic Radio and CISN. This is a segment about small Catholic innovations that made a huge impact from the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. Long before Wimbledon, a group of Catholic monks in 12th century France were taking a break in their courtyard. I imagine it went something like this. A monk, I'll call him Brother Leo, shouts, Take this, Brother John. He tosses the ball to Brother John. And Brother John, a little startled, swings his hand, smacks the ball back, yelling, Take this, Brother Leo. On and on they play until their superior comes marching out, yelling, What are you two doing? Brother Leo replies, Ah, it was just a game of take this. But in French, the word for take this is tenez. So that may not be the actual story. But you can thank Catholic Innovation for tennis. Learn more about what OSV Institute is doing to inspire and encourage Catholic innovation at osvinstitute.com. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Forge, building men, marriages, and families that are fully alive, presents Peter Herbeck of Renewal Ministries, Thursday, November 16th at the Tea Room in Des Moines. Peter will engage men on how to break the ties with father wounds. Doors open at 7 p.m. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. Live your best life with Mercy One. With Iowa's largest network of care locations, personalized care is right in your neighborhood. Schedule online at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. KWKY Des Moines, K233BT Des Moines, KIHS Adel. And welcome back to Duke Williams Stadium here on Des Moines East Side. As final score tonight, it was Ankeny defeating Dowling Catholic by the score of 14 to 7. The Ankeny Hawks advanced to the semifinals of Class 5A District Football as they go to the semifinals next Friday, either at 4 or 7 o'clock at the Union Dome in Cedar Falls. Dowling's record, they conclude the season with a record of 9-1 and one and a number 2 seed. And Ankeny improves its record to 8-3 and three and a number 7 seed as the Hawks advance. And as Matt, you mentioned, the Ankeny Centennial looks like they're going to win out in Eastern Iowa. And if they do, both Ankeny teams are in the semifinals. Valley, who was almost on the verge of one game away uh, and maybe one play away from being uh, not in the playoffs of all. They're ahead at Waukee and then Southeast Polk uh, with a late score. So I'll let you get caught up in the scores, and then I will uh, run down the final scoring here tonight. Yeah, right now, the, those are the scores that I have, too. So it's 21-14 Southeast Polk and uh, over Cedar Falls and then Waukee, uh, Valley 20-7 to yet over Waukee. All these games in the fourth quarter. And then uh, the Centennial-Bettendorf game is now 28-14 Centennial 
looks like they've extended and are going to win that football game. All right, let's take a look at the uh, statistics in this contest. First downs, it was Dowling with 14 and Ankeny Centennial 17. Maroons rushed the ball for 138 yards tonight. Centennial rushed, Ankeny Hawks rushed the ball for 95 yards. Uh, Dante Cataldo, 6 out of 13 passing. Uh, no interceptions and no touchdowns for 49 yards passing. And Luke Anderson, 13 out of 16 passing with two touchdowns for 111 yards. So total offense tonight for Dowling, 187 yards. Ankeny with 206 yards of total offense. Dowling had one turnover, and that was the fumble in the second half. Dowling was 5 of 12 in third down conversions. Ankeny, 8 of 12 in third down conversions. Dowling, 0 for 3 in fourth down conversions. And Ankeny, 1 for 1 in fourth down conversions. So let's look at some of the stats there. Uh, leading rusher for Dowling was Rashad Davis, 24 carries, 117 yards, and a touchdown tonight, the lone touchdown for the Maroons. Cataldo was eight eight rushes for 36 yards. Leading receiver for Dowling, Hank Brown, two catches, 22 yards. Trey Wilson, three catches for 16. And Trey Troyer, one catch for 11 yards in this contest. And now for Ankeny, Luke Anderson at quarterback. He went uh, 13 for 16 passing, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Leading ground gainer for uh, leading rusher rather for Ankeny Daniel Larmy, uh, 12 carries, 68 yards. Caden Hankus, 15 carries for 39 yards, and quarterback Luke Anderson, two carries for eight yards. Leading receiver for the Hawks was Evan Erlmeyer, five catches for 55 yards. Andrew Brandhorst with two catches for 24 yards, and uh, Devin Akers, two catches for 16 yards and a touchdown reception. Also in there for the Hawks, Hank is out of the backfield, one catch for six yards uh, to lead Ankeny. So the Hawks win it uh, with just over 200 yards of total offense, 206 yards for total offense, Dowling with 187. Let's go down on the sideline, and that's where John Chido has head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. Johnny? Well, Coach, a hard-tough-fought uh, game, and I know it didn't end up the way you guys wanted it, uh, uh, but you guys battled to the end and uh, you, you had opportunities there, and, Credit Ankeny, they came out top tonight. Yeah, they did, uh, and they deserve all the credit. Um, you know, our, our kids prepared pretty well throughout the course of the week, and especially the latter part of the week, and, and we simply didn't get it done. And, and you know, as as the head coach, you take responsibility for that, and and uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. But uh, really too bad. Uh, great group of kids that I've I've worked with, and, and – uh, you know, it's uh, you didn't want it to end this way uh, for them, but it does. And as as we said, Ankeny deserves an awful lot of credit. I thought they made plays. We didn't. We had the turnover. Uh, they didn't. And, uh, you know, that makes it pretty hard. You know, a large senior class, you know, it always is not great when they when they go out like this. But, you know, what, like you said, what a great group of kids and watch them grow over the last four years. But, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. You guys are going to go back to work. And it's always tough around here with these uh, with the with, with, with ball teams. Each and every Friday night, you, you know, it's, it's always been a hard-fought game. What well, is? Uh, you know, you mentioned all the seniors, and uh, they've been a great group. Uh, I can't say enough good things about them. And, and uh, it's, it's certainly heartbreaking, and, and we didn't want it to end like this, but, uh, Ankeny outplayed us, and and they, as I told the kids, they don't give out those uh, 
tickets to the dome, and and uh, you got to earn them. And and uh, I thought Ankeny earned it, and we did. Thanks, Coach, uh, for taking the time this year to to, to give us uh, interviews and, and things like that. It's it's been great uh, to be part of this program. Yep, thank you. All right, that's uh, John Chida with head coach Tom Wilson. Uh, Post game comments following Ankeny's win over Dowling, fourteen to seven, here at Duke Williams Stadium in Des Moines. Congratulations to the Ankeny Hawks. They head to the Unidome. They'll join their crosstown rival, Ankeny Centennial, who's going to win out in Bettendorf tonight. And those two may be matched up in the uh, first semifinal. And it'll be Southeast Polk and Valley in the other semifinal times, either 4 or 7 o'clock next Friday. And it's an all-CIML Final Four. And, uh, Matt, uh, you you ran through some of those scores. And uh, we appreciate that. So congratulations to the teams. And I'll tell you what, it's tough. There's uh, 42 seniors out there. Uh, some were a big part of the program as far as playing time, but they were all a big part of the program, I should say. But uh, they all had their roles, and that's what's going to be tough because they may have, uh, uh, you know, some of them have ended their uh, football career, at least uh, for for the meantime, and it's a tough way to go out on uh, in a post game, uh, in a playoff game, rather. It is. You know, the you never know when that last game is going to be, and that's why you, you, you battle till the end. You you play for the person next to you. And uh, we were talking about it with some kids today, some of these seniors. We had a little meeting, and, and we were discussing some things. You never know when your last game is going to be. And uh, you got to treasure the moments and, and enjoy the ride. And, and uh, it's the – you won't remember – you'll remember the game, you know, 15, 20 years from now, but you're going to remember the good times more than anything. And that's the, the friendships and the bonds that these kids have made. And this is a great group of kids, these seniors. Well, congratulations to head coach Jeff Bauer and the Ankeny Hawks. They'll take an 8-3 and three record into the semifinals. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back on the radio side with Iowa Catholic Radio for our, our, our final thoughts. But we want to thank the CISN group, group uh, tonight, led by uh, Justin Wolber. And, of course, uh, he did a great job on the camera, too, along with Griffin Gravy. So we appreciate that. And uh, we'll uh, say so long on the CISN uh, live stream. So, again, the final tonight, Ankeny defeated Dowling 14-7 to here at Duke Williams Stadium. Ankeny moves on to the 5A semifinals. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, John Chidal, and for uh, Justin Wolver and Griffin Gravy. Uh, so long on CISN. We'll be back on Iowa Catholic Radio after this one-minute break. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Nick from St. Mary's Parish in Oskaloosa. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And welcome back to Duke Williams Stadium here on Des Moines East Side. That is where Dowling Catholic ends their season after the Ankeny Hawks defeat Dowling by the score of 14 to 7. As a very low scoring game, both teams were tied at 7 at halftime. 
Ankeny taking the opening kickoff, going 15 plays, 88 yards, capped off by a Carson Sommerfeld one-yard touchdown reception from uh, quarterback Luke Anderson. Made the score 7 to nothing. Ankeny with 4.01 left to go in the first quarter. And then Dowling scores in the second quarter, just under the seven-minute mark. Maroons on a four-yard touchdown run by Rashad Davis, capped off a 10-play, 63-yard drive. And we were tied at seven. At that juncture, we went to halftime tied at seven. And then Ankeny, the only score in the second half, came with 4.16 to go in the third quarter. Devin Akers on a four-yard touchdown pass reception from quarterback Luke Anderson, that's second of the night. And the extra point made it 14-7, to Ankeny capping off a 12-play, 51-yard drive. And that held up. Both teams got in the red zone or the, in the, yeah, in the red zone a few times, but uh, uh, Dowling couldn't punch it in to tie it. And they had their chances, and you got to take your hat off and tip your hat to, uh, to Ankeny, uh, Matt. And uh, head coach Jeff Bauer in his first year, he'll take an 8-3 and team to the Unidome mm-hmm. next Friday. I, I mean – the the team I mean Ankeny wanted it a little bit more they looked a little bit you know they looked a little bit more hungry tonight and uh, played with a little more intensity uh, you know the only time we really saw some intensity I thought was when that that defense in the second series you saw them get more aggressive shut them down they did the same thing in the second series in the second half but offensively there was just they were not letting them get any rhythm and there was not any movement through the air. No, you're you're exactly right, and that's the one thing I noticed too. It, it, it and it's it's hard when you you got to credit Ankeny because they had a great offensive game plan. They controlled the line of scrimmage. They controlled the clock. Uh, they they didn't have explosive plays. Uh, they had a lot of nice matchups with their big receivers on, on our linebackers, and they executed it well. They ran the ball well when they when they spread uh, Dowling's defense out, and the linebackers are spread out and. Yeah, those one-on-one matchups with the with the O line and the D line, and 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 getting guys out of the box, and they took advantage of it, and they stayed ahead of the chains. And, and you know, they didn't really have too many penalties uh, uh, in the ball game. And then you know, when you only have so many shots on offense, and you can't get in that rhythm, and and I know, you know, and as you can attest to, Matt, when you're calling plays, uh, and you, you you feel like you're rushed, you know, you need to rush a little bit, and then when you finally, you know, you calm down and and and. Uh, and you start and you start getting that tempo offensively, and then and then you have a turnover, you know, uh, and that, that that was huge. And 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 you got to credit Ankeny's uh, game plan tonight and the kids because they 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 executed it well. And, and and Dowling is you know it is one of those offenses that seems to run better when it it has some tempo and yeah. it isn't a plodding along type of game and. And Ankeny just made this game like it was running in mud. Yes. And then the, in the first half, the clock just disappeared. I mean, yeah. I, I, we caught us off guard. The first quarter was over. <laughs> so <laughs> I was clock yeah. just went away. And uh, they, 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 they deserved it. I mean, yeah. they, they, they came. I just felt there was more intensity on their side of the ball and wanting to, you know, that they came – with a little, little more hungry, they're they're aggressive. Uh, they they definitely were, and and you could tell, you can you could feel it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just kind of watching it too, and watching watching the demeanor, uh, it just it just felt like our, you know, Downey's felt a little beat up, and 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 like they weren't moving as as quick, and they weren't as aggressive as they usually mm-hmm. are. But uh, yeah, you're right, and and offensively, they never really got into that rhythm that that they're you know they've been so good at doing. Yeah. But man, when you when when you, when Ankeny just eats that clock and they go on those what fifteen play drives, fourteen plays drives, and we you know that's happened to Dowling 
uh, earlier in the year, but you know, there, there, I can't remember what game it was that you had. I think it was Valley. They had a 15, 16 play drive and ate up all the clock, but didn't come away with points. Right. You know, Ankeny executed and finished drives. Two yeah. drives. Yeah. Yeah. Two drives. <laughs> right. Isn't I mean, that crazy? That, they had two drives tonight that extended more than a, a few plays, and it was all they needed. And and Dowling had two drives, and one ended in a fumble. And, yeah. and you know, and that's your ball game. You hold yeah. a team that's scoring, averaging 35 points a game to seven. Uh, that's what Aikeny did to the Maroons tonight. And uh, hats off to them. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the, the seedings. Yeah, it looks like it'll be Southeast Polk Valley uh, in one semifinal next week and Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial in the other. That's the way it looks. Times, either one, somebody's going to be playing at four and somebody's going to be playing at seven. But uh, for the Maroons, John, I think you hit a nail on the head. You talked about 42 seniors. They're playing their final game. The juniors, uh, the sophomores, and the kids that, uh, you know, were part of the uh, the practice team this week, uh, you know, coming up for their, for, for playoff practices, uh, they'll all be back. But uh, those seniors, that's who you feel sorry for. That's yeah. the ones that are, are taking it hard. And, and there's a lot of them out there, especially the whole offensive line, including two tight ends and a quarterback. And uh, they're, they're all graduates. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, I know it's it stings right now and it'll sting, you know, through the weekend. And then, you know, the sun will come up and, you know, life goes on. But, you know, it's years later when you have reunions or you get back with your buddies. This is what they're going to be talking about, that woulda, coulda, shoulda. I know our class way back in 90, <laughs> we'd still talk about it to this day. Yeah, so. I, I feel that. I go back to 86, and I yeah. we were one yard away from getting to the dome. And so, yeah. It's, right it, right across from our, uh, our press box here, our, we played Valley. Lost twenty six nothing back in uh, nineteen seventy nine, and we were on those benches right over there. Yeah. We were on that side of the field for yeah. whatever reason. That's what was our home game, and that's where it ended. So you all remember that? You remember yeah. your that's last? What's, that's what's stupid. That's what's stupid about things, right? Yeah, right. You, you just remember the losses. What <laughs> right. is that? I mean, as a coach, when you go through and you 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 plot, I re- you know you you remember those things, and and then but we were talking about some things today, and but you do. When you when you step back and you give yourself a little bit more time, I mean, it's the time in the locker room. Yeah. It's the time. It's those goofy moments in practice that happen once in a while. Those are the stories that outlive, and those are the those are the moments that create those bonds that create friendships. Yes, that these guys are going to have for life. You know, these guys are are are, are bonded and connected for life by Dowling football. And yeah. and Dowling Catholic High School, and so it's it's just that's what's that's what's cool. You're so right. And that's every exactly right. every five, maybe ten years, they come back. The 2013 yeah. class came back yeah. this year, yeah. and that's exactly to your point you made. Yeah. We've already seen that. Yeah, that was the first class, Johnny, that uh, won the state title right. for seven in a row. But uh, you know, was, in the end, it's just a game. It is. And it's hard. Yeah. It, it's it hard. To, it's hard for those kids walking away yeah. right now to feel that. But you and and that's partially be and not, not partially. It is because. They put so much time and effort into it, yeah. and when you when you put that much time and effort into things, and it doesn't doesn't end up the where you want it to be, it is painful. Yeah, and that that's okay. It's just a game, and so you know you're going to have bigger challenges in your lives in front of them, and and uh, this this teaches you how to to wrestle with some things, and it's been a learning week for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it has. Well, it's been an interesting week with uh, state volleyball. A lot of trips to uh, Iowa City, the yeah. Coralville area, beautiful arena. Unfortunately, uh, for Mary Beth Wiskus and the volleyball team, uh, they got the championship game but lost to a, a very fine Waukee Northwest team. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mentioned uh, state cross country. Tim Eyes of the state championship. You know, they they made the trophy. Uh, 
not presentation, but the handoff. Uh, somebody had it, and Tim went and got it. It was at one of the convenience stores on a Saturday last Saturday morning, and I got pictures of that. That was really interesting. <laughs> so I asked Coach Ives, "You do the trophy presentation at a convenience store?" So, yeah, but that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that was good. And uh, so you know, a lot of things happened. State swimming going on with the girls yeah. swimming. Divers and, performed well today. And now we start the swimming. I believe tomorrow. Is that right? Yes, yeah. swimming and that's tomorrow. Up in Marshalltown. Yeah, and then state will be next week in Marshalltown. Now the regional, I think, is. I'm not oh, sure. Where's the regional? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure where the regional is. I got. I got. Okay. I don't know why I got Fort Dodge in my head, but I don't think that's right. But I know next week's in Marshall. Town. Sure. So you have that's the last postseason going on. Right. And uh, now we conclude the football season, one which we've been a part of every Friday night. At least most of us have. Uh, some of us, uh, you know, Giants didn't make the first Ankeny uh, game. Maybe you should have stayed away from this one. Yeah. Because, yeah uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to believe that with Ankeny at least because the last Ankeny game that, well, no. Yeah, I missed the first game of the year. This year. This year. Mm-hmm. And then the dome game where where Ankeny uh, beat Dowling in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. I've just had, maybe I'm the bad luck with Ankeny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't I, don't, I don't know about that, like. but uh, oh, we got a dandy going on over at uh, Southeast Polk. Did they come back and score? Yeah, it's, they did. They're going for they're going up. for the win. It's twenty one twenty Southeast Polk, but Cedar Falls just scored. Didn't say how much time. Thank you uh, for my favorite update guy. Isn't crazy, but, but Cedar Falls is going to try to win it right now. So Go that would. That would be interesting. Shake the tree, number one, number two, both out. Oh, my goodness. Ankeny Centennial extend their lead 41-14, to 14, so they are definitely going to have the win. Didn't you say Centennial was trailing early yeah, in the first half? Yeah, it was 14 yeah. nothing, yeah. and they flipped the score. And, wow. And uh, wow. the Valley game is now a final, and uh, so my wife knows uh, Van Meter did beat Prairie City Monroe. There was a former Maroon in the press box there. Uh, Mr. Bossom, I heard, was <laughs> down there watching that game. I bet he so, was. <laughs> um, but I, we'll see how this two-point conversion comes out. Yeah, well, they're, they're at timeout, I'm sure. And a lot of thank yous. And, and first off, yeah. uh, to you guys for putting up with me every Friday night. And what is it? We went to, what, <laughs> was it 10-1 and one or 9-2? and two. We went through 11 games. So you guys are here for 10 of them. Uh, but uh, that was awesome. So thank you. Thank you for taking yeah. time out. Because, Matt, I know you like to travel with Lisa on the weekends, as you should. And, uh, Johnny, I, I know it's you're just anxious. It's, it's a bowling season it, now. Because yeah, 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 you get, you get, get my arm already? loose. Yeah, your arm yeah, loose. have been doing that all week. You get a new bowling ball. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. i got to give one shout-out. You know, I, sure. there, this weekend we at the pancake breakfast. We sat down with some down, uh, 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 the um, alums. From Dowling and from St. Joe's Academy. Oh, my. And uh, the Bird family. And uh, we had some conversation there, and uh, a couple stories got told. And so it was interesting. They're big into the crafting fair that happens down there at the state fairgrounds. And so I'll say hi to them. And it was a nice chatting with them at the Pancake Breakfast. That was a lot of fun last Sunday. Of course, open house is this Sunday Sunday. at uh, Dowling Catholic, 11 to 2. And uh, did your daughter... Or did your son or my daughter make an ambassador? I don't think they were selected because they're, what, sophomores, Johnny? So they weren't picked out of the pool there, Mr. Mainring there. To help out. Yeah, I they, saw your daughter helping out, though, at well, at the pancake. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh, you're saying for the open house. Open house, yeah, she didn't get selected for that. But, yeah, she was serving decaf. She didn't even know what kind of coffee she had. I said, That's, this is decaf. <laughs> found that out early. You, you so. got to call those special, what, lattes or whatever else those fancy coffees yeah. are. That's what yeah, not the these kids breakfast. know. They don't know a standard coffee. But, uh, yeah, uh, Dallin Open House this Sunday, November 5th, 11 to 2. And uh, I know, Mr. Maynard, you will be there along with the, any 
prospective students and their families are welcome mm-hmm. during that time. If you need the address, 1400 Buffalo Row Road, just west of Walmart. You can take the Walmart shuttle like I had to do many times because you can't park sometimes, but it should be fine this uh, this Sunday, so looking yeah. forward to that. And uh, our thanks to Tom Wilson. You know, you don't where, where else in some of these high school football, I get people, you know, contact me. You talk to your coach at halftime. You talk to your coach after the game and players, you know, and we appreciate Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, it, it, you know, Johnny, Johnny and I get about sometimes the equipment malfunction or <laughs> it, much better tonight. We, we just kind of learn. But you know what? We're one of the few high schools that do that, follow a team all the way through. Uh, there's, you know, there's certain towns that do, but not uh, certain bigger communities. Uh, you can do a game of the week, and we're right with Dowling. And we appreciate Coach Wilson and all the coaching staff uh, for letting us be part of it. And Johnny's down there in the field, no matter if it's uh, – 100 degrees, we want to be out of the press box, Matt, and with Johnny on the field, or when it's nice and cold and we're in the press box, mm-hmm. we, you know, Johnny's on the field making those interviews, and we appreciate that. And your relationship, John, with uh, Coach Wilson, being part of those eighth-grade coaching staff, we hope that continues. And uh, just thanks for all you do down there, asking those tough questions. And tonight yeah, is one tough. of them. I want to thank you, Mark. You make this easy. You make this, you know, yeah. the relaxing part of the week for me. And uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know uh, about that. <laughs> but it, it is fun. You know, it, it has become a hobby. It's a little bit of a release to be up here on Friday nights. And it's so easy to talk about our, this, this squad and everything else. What was the final? Uh, Southeast Polk held them. Oh yeah, yeah. So as uh, Polk stopped him on the run, on a running play for a two point conversion, so the Rams, the Rams will. I think they're well, down. unless they're doing. It was at the end of the game, or they'd be an uh, onside kick. I've got yeah. no time here from yeah. our man, but. Uh. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's you know, it's fun know. to talk about our kids. Easy yeah. to talk about the the things that we have going on at Dowling Catholic, and you know, we got great th- kids doing great things, and and great people working with them, and uh, you know, as we navigate through tough times, and and. Uh, challenging, you know, a challenging week, and just the reminder to you know be kind to each other and and uh, take care of each other, and that's the big thing for our kids. And and um, you know, having that awareness all the time is important. No question about it. And we'll we'll keep uh, the families of Dowling in our prayers this week. And I know it's been a very difficult week with all the things going on, and uh, we certainly we know that. And uh, our thoughts and prayers with the Dowling families uh, through. Uh, the ordeal that they've went through. So uh, I know uh, tomorrow will be a very tough day. Johnny was part of that today with the uh, the wake. So um, we'll keep that keep the, the family in our prayers. And uh, gentlemen, I think it's going to wrap it up. I got a lot of thank yous to do here, but one thing I want to thank is the the teams and the Dowling drew this year in this district. Uh, thanks to their athletic directors, the coaches for uh, helping us out, getting us prepared, because that's what makes it easy. When you get all that done, and these coaches are, are tremendous. Coach Bauer, congratulations to him, and uh, heading to the Dome. Unfortunately, we won't be going up there with them, but uh, we appreciate all the working with them and at, at the different facilities. Sometimes it was challenging, but uh, we, we tried to make it work. And, again, thanks for uh, tagging along. And, Matt, don't be a stranger during basketball season. Yeah, you know, you've got it, some it, knowledge of basketball, so I, yeah, I want to keep spent, you on the I short. I spent enough time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know you did. <laughs> six on six and uh, five on five. I, yes, I did coach him six on six <laughs> a couple, a couple years here, ago. This guy here, he probably wants us to – he's going to get uh, sponsorship out to c- cover uh, Dowling Catholic girls and boys bowling this, yeah, this well, winter. What are you doing here, uh, Mr. Chido? There's our next coach. Uh, there right you go. There. Oh. I think, you know what? That's <laughs> there you go. Be. 
Huh? I, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> bring your wife along. It'll be good. Yeah. No, she she enjoys bowling. Actually, she beats me in bowling, which I it, it's hard for me to take. He but, admits it on live radio but, but on a no, Friday. She, yeah. You know, I got a credit when credits due. But uh, you know, Mark, thank you, and Matt, thank you for yeah. letting me be a part of this. Uh, this is so much fun to be able to talk football. I I, I love the sport. Love the Dowling community, and and it's just uh, everybody always asks me, why do you do this, and why do you keep going back? Why are you why 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 are you uh, still you know uh, doing things with Dowling and stuff like that? That's way back in high school and stuff like that. But you know the community is so great, and it's just it's always had a special place in my heart, and 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 it's just uh, I love being a part of it. So you know the one thing Thank tonight, you. Johnny, during the pregame, you weren't interrupted. No, did no. You, did you have a you know uh, somebody down like a bouncer or something? No, out? no. I kind of stood off away from. <laughs> last week, John was talking, yeah. and he gets people walking up to him. It's people mm. that are part of the coaching yeah. staff, yeah. extended, you know. And it's, it's just hilarious. Like, well, we got to take a time out from Johnny. We'll go back mm. to him when he gets his conversation <laughs> done. That is hilarious. I forgot about that stuff because it's been many years, twenty five, thirty years since I did it. I used to do it for another station for the playoffs run, and uh, yeah, that can happen. They don't know you're on the air. <laughs> no, they don't. It makes and, it fun. You know, it's it, it, I I start stumbling over my words too because you you have what what you want to say in your head, and then mm-hmm. when you have the fifteen seconds that you have to hurry up and get something in between plays, it doesn't always come out the way you want it. But uh, you guys make it easy, and and uh, man, it, it's a lot of fun. It is, and thanks for your perspective because it's not easy to be down that sideline yeah. and uh, you got you got ten it second is. window and you got to give it back. Yeah. And then, yeah. then, then we <laughs> then we'll go down to you after the the, the series is over. It's a lot yeah. of fun. All right. Well, the parking lot's cleared out. I'm just watching all the light of the cars that were just sitting there. Hopefully, they had Iowa Catholic Radio tuned in. But thanks for listening. And you know, yeah. one more time, thanks for our sponsors because, folks, without them, if you're out there in Radio Land, without them, we're not here. And that, I mean that sincerely because. Uh, Iowa Catholic Radio is a nonprofit. They they got to raise they raise money twice a year. And our thanks to Bowles and the Flores, Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Scaffoldings Formal Wear, Klein Electric, and uh, Catholic United Financial. All our sponsors throughout the year. Without them, we don't have it. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, things will move on, move forward. Matt, good luck at the open house. Thank you. And uh, we'll keep the Dowling community in our prayers this week. And uh, for those uh, for those families involved with uh, what we had uh, happen. So, Johnny, we'll talk to you, uh, I'm sure, on Monday. We've got a big week next week, right? Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Monday and Tuesday, yep. I don't know. Yep. There's something going on. Yeah. Talk about you guys busy. Talk about your sanctuary and getting away from chaos. <laughs> <laughs> This is this uh, yeah. great job. therapy yeah. for me. Good yeah. job, quarterback, and everything, along with his other duties. So, all, all right. right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll sign off. Don't be a stranger, Matt. During right. basketball, you come bet. over and say hi. And if I you will. got something to talk about, sit right on down. This guy, on the other hand, he's a bowling guy. Yeah. So, but you're always welcome. Well, thank you're you. We're welcome. gonna we're gonna go watch a little um, Iowa women's basketball a few times. Yeah, oh, I, I, you got tickets. Good fun. for you. So we're gonna go down Monday and watch him play. So good for you. Yeah, guys. Thank you. That'll, that'll wrap up our broadcast tonight here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our thanks to Matt Mandering, John Cheidel. This is Mark Amadale, and for Brady Grimm, final score for the final time. Dowling Catholic season comes to an end as the Ankeny Hawks advance to the uh, semifinals next week. 
Ankeny 14, Dowling 7 the final. Dowling closes out its record with the rec- a record of 9-2 and two this year. And uh, Hawks move on with a record of 8-3. and three. And for everybody involved with our broadcast, high school basketball, girls and boys, will be happening right after Thanksgiving. We'll have the Dowling Valley game. I believe it's a Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So join us for that doubleheader here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we'll have the... Uh, the schedule posted online at iowacatholicradio.com. For uh, everybody involved, including the folks at Dowling, Jared Herring and Colleen Webb in the Dowling Athletic Office, Athletic Director Tom Wilson, and Head Football Coach Tom Wilson, uh, we appreciate uh, all their help throughout the year. Our thanks to the Ankeny folks for uh, helping us get set up, including Head Coach Jeff Bauer. As the Hawks advance, they defeat Dowling 14-7. to And for Matt Mandring and John Chidle and Brady Grimm, our studio producer, this is Mark Amadale saying goodnight and so long from Duke Williams Stadium in Des Moines. Coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Klein Electric, Catholic United Financial, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Bozen the Florist. Please support the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The preceding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.